For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. Life is busy and your well-being is important. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com slash Nate for a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com slash Nate. Shout out to Mizzen and Maine, inventors of the performance fabric dress shirt. It's Mizzen and Maine's 10th anniversary. Check out their biggest sale of the year from July 8th through 11th. Go to MizzenandMaine.com, use promo code Nate to receive $35 off any regular price order of $125 or more. That's $35 off at M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com, promo code Nate. And life insurance gives you peace of mind, and you can trust Policy Genius. They don't add on extra fees or sell your info to third parties. Head to policygenius.com slash Nate to get your free life insurance quotes and see how you could save, how much you could save at policygenius.com slash Nate. And finally, managing money can be hard and juggling subscriptions, I mean, come on, even harder. Never pay for an unwanted subscription again with Truebill. Go to Truebill.com slash Nate. It could save you thousands a year. Let's go, folks. Uh, you know, uh, when I was in Paso, which has been a couple weeks ago uh, when this comes out, we're having to, uh, uh, oh, Liz, I'm sitting here with Dusty Slay, Aaron Weber. All right. Uh, Brian Bates uh, died. <laughs> Tell me if I'm, hold on. Am I reading? He was sick last week. Let me, uh, uh, <clears throat> if I can't, no, he's alive. Brian Bates is alive. Uh, lost his nose. Golly. That is frostbite. A shame. That, frostbite. Yeah. frostbite. Frostbite in July. Where do you get frostbite in July? He'd be the guy I to find can, it to yeah. do it. Though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Brian. We we had to record two, uh, uh, so he missed uh, both of these. But he will be back. I believe the next week. Yeah, he'll be here strong, doing better, strong like a bull, uh, a bull calf, baby, <laughs> <laughs> fresh. Like, 
How Grass quick does a calf, calf, when it's born, does it become stronger than Brian? Is it the second it hits the ground? It lands and can walk. Yeah. Right like once it stands up, he's like, you could have taken him right when he <laughs> landed and didn't like, he's just like, what is this? You had about a two second window, Bates could have got in there and tore that thing up. And then once it stands up, it's like, well, now you're in big trouble because it's already got its bearings. That's got to be a tough way to get born. Yeah. If you're to just fall out of the sky. Yeah, they don't get any time. They, they no. need to get up immediately. Yeah. Like it or, actually, if they don't get up immediately, there's there's danger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're it's it's got to be the only birth that's like just, it's chaos. And the, the chaos. cow too. The cow <laughs> too. If the cow is, I yeah. helped birth a cow one time oh, because. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. I know. All right. When, tell us about your, when your sister was born. <laughs> 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 but the, uh, well, this was, you know, with my dad. So yeah. he did not have my younger sister yet. So it was just, you know, we're out there, the cow's down and it's struggling to have the calf. Yeah. The calf already died. Yeah. So oh. we have to get the calf out of there yeah. or the cow will die. Yeah. So we hooked it up to like these wire stretchers that you use to stretch out a barbed wire fence. Yeah. And then we just jacked it out of there. <laughs> Yeah, you had to reach. We had to, I had to reach into the cow and oh grab stuff and try to pull pull the calf out. Were these y'all's animals or just yeah? Ran, okay, yeah, that's good. And was this your first like time? Was it like your dad's like, hey, can you give me a hand? You're like, yeah, I don't want to do anything crazy though. It's like, well, this is <laughs> well, the- well, you know, when you when I was staying with my dad on, you know, it's like you never know what's going on. You be hanging out, life's good, everything's fine. You're playing Nintendo. Somebody calls, you got a cow out, and then yeah. next thing you know, we got to go down yeah. and we got to. We got to wrangle a cow into the fence, yeah, and 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 then fix a fence because it's been busted. But we jacked this cow right out of there, and then you have to make this cow that's just gone through this awful birthing yeah. process had the calf jacked out of it. Now you have to get it up, and it has to walk yeah. or it'll die. And how and and how long <laughs> did it live? Uh, it continued to live on. Oh yeah, he might have sold it. I think when you have problems like that, you just go ahead and sell <clears> it. Oh, oh, so little you know, black market. Yeah, like you don't probably get because they don't have Carfax for this kind of stuff. No, no just an auctioneer. Yeah, you know, he's just yeah. rambling on. That's the bad part. When you get a cow, you can't go like, uh, is this in, was it in a wreck? And you're like, no, nah, he's fine. Yeah, how many owners? Yeah, how many <laughs> owners? Yeah, how's did the he come bird out? Thing? Yeah, how's the bird? Did he come out on his own? You're like, no, nah, we had to, you know, we had to go in there with a headlamp. <laughs> Like my cow just had a, my dad just had a cow with the udders too big, you mm-hmm. know, for the cow to milk on. So he sold it. Yeah. He just who got who buys it. a cow like that? I don't and know. what do they do with it? I bet they sell it to people that buy a farm that shouldn't own a farm. Right. Yeah. And then they like, I'll take it. And they think, oh, it's udders are too big. Amazing. Yeah. We'll get yeah. so much milk from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> or they probably don't tell, he probably don't say anything. Are they uh, noticeably mm, larger, you think? I don't know. I yeah. don't know that you would know if you weren't a cow cow person yeah that's true it is that is such a crazy way to be born just to you come out and i mean you're in it and you stand up and just like <laughs> like big j you start when we would fly we'd always do these uh big j would always like your own years fall asleep on a plane and then like it bumps and someone wakes you up and you're like <laughs> like yeah. big uh, you're listening you can't see it but <clears throat> it's, it's just the eyes would just be your sleep and then <laughs> and you got to look like you don't know where you're at you're like you're on, yeah. it takes a second to be like oh you're on an air uh-huh. <laughs> you, you get you hit a real deep sleep and i mean a cow you come out 
Yeah. You don't even know you're about to come. And then you're just, and then they, they get to eat and grass. They I just know. know what to do. They get in right away. We're one of the few That's animals, what, I mean. That have to be taught. It takes us a while to do everything. Yeah. These other ones are just jumping right in. Well, they, I mean, they don't. We end up doing a lot more. Well, they're, they're not going to go to college. That's that helps. <laughs> like, you know, when you don't have to worry about school. Yeah, they're about where they're always going to be. Yeah. I think an elephant. It falls a long way. Yeah. Out. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just wakes up and he's just like, he's just <laughs> yeah. sore. His just trunk is all. He's got to shake it. You think an elephant ever shakes his trunk out? I bet it's like. Oh, I bet yeah, so. Yeah. All the time. Because it's just you want to, you know, just be like, when they stretch. Do you right. see it go straight out? Like, oh, my sinuses. Oh, yeah. It just goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, does the trunk just go straight <laughs> out? And he's like, you know, and he's just like. Oh, stretching feels great. When you see a, an animal stretch, you're like, that's a nice stretch. I did yoga this weekend, yeah. this oh, past wow. weekend. Look at that. And uh, it felt pretty good, man. Some of those stretches. Yeah. Stretching is a universally feel good thing. <clears throat> you know, everybody yeah. feels oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah stretching feels good. Yeah, yoga is supposed to be, you know, it's fun. I get, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know. I don't know how fun it was, but it did feel pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's one of those that's supposed to be good. It's one of those, that, like, if a dude does it, it's always like, no, you should be doing it. And you're like, you're, def- you're defending it a lot. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't, you know, like, they tell you, he's like, no, no, no. It's like, you know, uh, Barry Sanders did it. And you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, Barry Sanders did the yoga. That's why you could wiggle, wiggle like you did. Uh by the way, I'm sitting here. My people might be able to see it. of a Kenny Chesney shirt on. Went to Dan Shake his Kenny Chesney concert. Kenny Big Chesney Kenny Chesney is fan. Ripped in that picture. Yeah, I he's mean, in shape, yeah, man. That's yeah. why I bought it. And <laughs> it's uh, he, he has to be. He runs around. Yeah, Kenny Chesney was the back. The song "Back Where I Come From." I'm an old Tennessean. Oh, yeah. I would listen to that song. I've always had a big fantasy of like getting to do a show, then him playing that song afterwards. Because I would listen to that song. When I moved to Chicago and like I'm just no one's from here, or I, I'm not from there, and I listen to it for every show, New York, every mm-hmm. time, if I ever went out subway, I would always just listen to that song, just to like remember, you know, oh, yeah. just to be like, all right, what was the, your song, Dusty? Yeah, oh, when I go to New York, I like to listen to Hank Williams Jr. Dixie on my mind. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, because it's just like I don't hate New York City, but it's like uh, so it's, it's him basically trashing it, but it's oh uh, yeah. I don't hate it, but it is fun to be country <clears throat> and listen to country in a big city. Yeah, you're always, yeah. You just, I, you needed it to feel like you're almost like at least was talking to someone. I would hear someone like me before I went and talked to everybody that's not like me. Yeah. Now, all these people are my best friends in my life now. Big J. I mean, it's, I got a group that's of people that you would, it, it's crazy that we would be together. People could see us meeting. Yeah, but when yeah. I'm with Big J and Nick and you know Lewis, yeah, and like you're like, well, I don't know how this guy. Yeah, what is me. this crew yeah, walking around? Like, well, that's comedy. <laughs> uh, Sam, start the comments from you guys. Sam Fister, Feister. I work at a chain restaurant that has a drive-through. For probably the last eight months, I've been greeting each person at the drive-through speaker with "Hello, folks." So far, there have been exactly zero people that have responded to "Let's go, folks." Should I change my approach? Thanks for everything you thanks for everything you, Aaron, Dusty, and Bunyan. Is that Bunyan? Yeah. Do for the fans. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. You could start with let's go, folks. Oh yeah. Maybe because hello folks, maybe they think that just would be, you know, 
Yeah. To start with the let's go, folks. I'd say change uh, change restaurants. Oh yeah, that's that's another way to go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I work at a chain restaurant that has a drive-through. What I chain wonder, restaurants have a drive-through? Well, it's the fact that you have to say it has a drive-through. Uh, Barbecue in here in okay. Nashville. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, would you consider like Panera that, or would you consider more of a fast food place? I was thinking. I would think Barbecue. I would think that's okay. what I was thinking. I mean, but he he doesn't work at one of the main, you know, like uh, McDonald's or. Well, they wouldn't have a drive-through. That's why it's like a barbecue place, like Jim and Nick's down here. Right. Over, like, it's, yeah. It's like there's these barbecue places. Some of those have it. Uh, Mrs. Winners, maybe. Oh. They have those still. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, I did have someone this weekend there uh, in Paso. Big fans. They were awesome. They brought me the Milky Way. And uh, they and uh, they, they were hello folks. And then one lady was like, I'm a let's go folks person. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's fun. It was nice. Right. That was yeah, the whole really point. Cool can be either one yeah it can be your moods hello folks is could be sometimes you're you're 85 hello folks and then 15 let's go folks let's go folks could be tough at the drive-thru too you know if you pull up and they go he goes let's go folks they're like <laughs> yeah we just pulled up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true but he could try <laughs> yeah well, we just we just got here a culver culver's well, that's like is an ice cream a, that's like a fast food place yeah that's a Oh, a chain restaurant. It's called a restaurant. So yeah. it's got to be a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, Sam DePardo. I'm starting with two Sams. Uh, Nate, I'm a manager at a small company, but I also recently completed a stand-up comedy class and am ready to make the plunge into open mics. Our comedy teacher taught us that we should always punch up and never punch down when it comes to making jokes about other people. But I have some employees that I would think would make for great comedy. What is your rule on the punching up or punching down? I mean, I always make fun of myself, so I guess I would always be punching up and not towards me, <laughs> right? I would be punching down on myself. I always think it's best to make fun of yourself. Uh, even if you're ragging on even, like, very successful things. I mean, that that's just been done. Like, if you're, you know, if it's like, I, I hate big corporations and you make jokes about that, like, I get like I get it, but then sometimes you're like so everybody's gonna make those jokes, and like that when I used to have jokes about defending Walmart, it was like I would just want to come from a spot. You just want to come from the opposite. You want to punch the way nobody else is punching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you want to do. And then uh, yeah, those people have you can make fun of those people, but there needs to be love. You need to show that you don't despise oh, them. That's interesting, and you think you're better than them. So it's like you could maybe throw yourself in there with them. Like maybe all of us as a group, we think this. Right. Don't think I work with these dumb people. Here's why they're being dumb. Like yes. me and my buddies, we all work there, and I think we're all dumb. And then now we're all dumb, and you're dumb with them, and, it, and that's fun. Yeah. Now you're a fun group instead of you being like, I'm better than them. Yeah. They're losers. I, I mean, say that. I mean, yeah. that being said, I you could say also that's about Bates every day. <laughs> no. You could also make them you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. instead of saying they do this dumb thing, I do yeah. this yeah. dumb thing. Yeah. Even if you don't do it, you could just make them you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because, and that's also a good way to, uh, yeah, if you're making them, if, it, if it's about you, that, that's better even for your, 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 your right more if it's about you, because it's your experience. And that's what you're selling is your person, your yeah. uh, point of view is what people are buying. 
And how they relate yeah. to it is either, I always say they laugh with you or laugh at you. Either way, it counts as a laugh. Yeah, because if you're like, let me tell you about these idiots I work with, then already the audience, I feel like, doesn't like you as much. Yeah, you, you're really trashing the thing. It almost like if you went that far and said, these idiots that work at this place and they're bad, whatever, mm-hmm. and you go, and then at the end of you like, I work there, I've worked there longer <laughs> yeah. than they have. <laughs> like you, you have yeah. to do something that will <laughs> yeah, save that's it. Great. That's really to good. To be like, you, you, yeah, there you go. Uh, Chad Stapleton. I just wanted to give a... Uh, it's a fun day. Yeah. I think of Chris Stapleton. Stapleton's probably a common name, though, right? Hmm. That's the only second one I've heard of. Uh, yeah. Well, Chad's the one that's known. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to give a huge shout-out to Aaron for his inspiration. All I right. took Aaron's plan and started intermittent fasting. I don't eat after 1 p.m., and I am now down over 60 pounds. Wow. There wow. you go. That's amazing, man. I'm now down three pants and shirt sizes. This is the lowest weight I've been in 15 years. Thank you, Aaron. Keep up the great work. That's amazing, man. How good is that? Good for you, Chad. I met some, uh, some guys last weekend, too, that told me they've lost a little bit, too. It's a, it's a lot of pressure for me to... Uh... Yeah. Because you're going the other way now, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm back, baby. We're back to going, oh, I didn't know this was episode two. <laughs> well, I'm still down. I probably gained 15 pounds back from where I was. But I'm still it's down. Hard. Still considerably lower than yeah, yeah. I was a while ago. No, no, you're But, like, right. I got I to get yeah. back into gear. So that yeah, actually gets me inspired, Now that gets you inspired. Thank you, yeah. Chad. It's working both ways. Uh, congrats, Chad. Uh, congrats to everybody that's done it. Uh there, yeah, you'll be all right. It's the road hard. You run those, you know, the the Burt tours, or that's, I mean, that's that, that's chaos. That was so you can't, much. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to. It's not, you know, you have to eat good. I, I can tell you, though, my energy from eating good. We're doing the calorie things again. Like I said, I've eaten, can't, I'll just eat at serving size. Uh-huh. I'm not giving up anything that I don't have to give up. I still like candy. I still like McDonald's. It's like, but then I also know, well, I could go eat McDonald's. But a Big Mac is 800 and something calories. Yeah. And then you're like, so that's, I'm right now, I'm eating 1800 calories. Well, that's, that's, I mean, I'm not going to get really much left. It might be even more than that if I ate just a meal. So it's like, I could eat that once, but I'm probably going to be starving later. But I also will be tired too. And I, Mm -hmm. and I just know that after the day after my special, which we're shooting September 24th in Phoenix, and tickets went on sale for a third show, September 23rd, we're not filming that show. Uh, but that will be the my kind of dry run. Mm-hmm. That's the for the taping. Uh, it's going to be fun though. Yeah. After I'm going to have, I mean, I'll see. I'm trying to get down. I'm in Phoenix that same weekend, by the way. Oh, really? And I'd love to just be a part of this McDonald's meal after, you want after to your come special, hang? dude. All I feel right. like, yeah, we could really you come hang. We're hanging out a little bit afterwards. Oh, too. nice. So we're have a uh, come stay. Yeah, you can stay. We got it's gonna be fun. Awesome. I'm inviting a lot of comics. All the comics. Not all of them will be on the show, but it's kind of just like a, trying to make it a fun thing because everybody's been. Can so we talk? Great. Can we get comedy nerd here for a second? You're doing it in the round. Yeah. How much have you done in the round? Are you nervous about that, or are you even going to be thinking about it? Or? Uh, so if if anybody doesn't know this. A ra- the round is like it's a special what uh, the stage is round and so the audience is kind of sitting all around you uh no i so i've done a few shows at that celebrity theater in phoenix okay and actually a, a bunch i've i've probably i've headlined it i think maybe twice maybe three times one was a part of a radio thing but i did like 45 minutes and then so i've done it and then i've done like probably this michael finney uh 
the uh, I have the billboard up there. Uh, comedy, the Dry Heat Comedy Classic we used to do. Uh, they would do. They always did that at the Celebrity Theater, and so I performed. So I've been on that stage a bunch. I like it because it makes me move. Yeah, and I was never uh, a big mover. So on stage, so it kind of made me. Because you got to kind of face the crowd, so you're just constantly always kind of like this. So the audi- the the stage is a circle in the middle, and then the audience is all Fully around you. Fully surrounds you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's great. Do you have any of those <clears throat> coming up before the special, or uh, are you just gonna be jumping right into it? I don't. There might be one, but I don't know. Not that I know of. But I, I I'll be okay. I mean, yeah. what's crazy? We've added that third show, so I get to do a oh, show. Nice. With it, but we're talking about filming it and like how we're talking about shooting it uh, is, you know, because I don't know if cameras will, I'll make all the way around, but I don't know if cameras will be completely, you know, you kind of a 180-ish. So it's like, you know, so if this is straight ahead and the circle's all around me, it's like, I'll go like halfway and I can see these people looking here and I'll go halfway. I don't know if I'll make a. Oh, interesting. It's more of a revolving door kind of, you know kind of angle i've been worried i would would probably fall trip and fall down at some point just trying to rotate around well that's why i didn't do it on my first special yeah uh there's yeah i'm joking that's not that's not a mean i'm just like yeah i would like yeah i'm now that i i'm not worried about it now Uh uh-huh i would have definitely been yeah terrified of it uh before and i've just performed in this place a bunch yeah so I, I feel even good. a stage with the half circle thing yeah. where the audience is like all the way to each yeah. wall. That's even too much for me. I always love the round. If I can ever get to arenas and or, and be selling enough tickets to these arenas, I would love to do the round. But you guys sell a lot of tickets for that. But like to do it in the middle and the yeah. audience, I, I think the round is awesome. You just kind of move around. I, I, I've, I've always really liked it. And I think it I think it benefits a person like me that's not a big I'm not super animated, and so like it helps me get a little more animated. I'd like a stage that slowly rotates as I'm doing the comedy, so eventually (laughs) I make it around to everyone. But it just this one does that. Oh, is it? Okay. So I don't. We won't have it doing it. Yeah. As standups, we don't. But when there are bands on it, it slowly moves. Yeah. And so they just play, and it just you know, and it it goes all the way around. Yeah. So you can you can have it move. That's awesome. You could do that and just be just slow. Yeah. I don't know if that'd be too distracting. Did I tell you, stop me if I told this story, but I did a corporate gig in Illinois not too long ago, and I show up, and it's at this big banquet hall, and there's a dance floor in the middle, and there's half people sitting on tables over here, and then there's half people sitting on tables on the other side. And I go, where do you want me to set up? And they go, we figure you just kind of bounce around in the dance floor. Yeah. I'm doing stand-up. Jeez. So I go, well, I think it'd actually be, I go, man, I think it'd actually be great if, it's not too big of a deal. Just kind of have everybody get on the same side, and then I'll just stand in front of them. And he goes, oh, that's no big deal at all, man. So I'm standing at the back. He goes up. He goes, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, the comedian thinks it'll be a little too hard to talk to you guys like this. <laughs> so he goes, I know it's a huge pain, but could you guys just pick up your table? And, bring, and they're all like, oh. You got to pick up the table. And so they're going to move the tables over. Oh, but, but he framed geez. it as like, uh, listen, I know this guy said he can't do his job if you guys yeah. are sitting like this. Oh, my God. I'm in the back like, oh, man, I look like such an idiot. But they, they were already sitting there. They were sitting. They had just had dinner, and they were on other sides of the dance floor. I feel like that's when but you go was out. Was there and go. more? Was it completely packed? It was full, but there was room. They could all be on the same side. 
If they that, I'm borderline. I'm I'm on team that guy <laughs> over you. I was picturing like you walk in and see it. No one's sitting yet. Once they're seated, you're like, that's. I mean, that's un- That's hilarious that you made these people had to let go. Hold on, I'll get that edge, and they had to grab it, and they had to go. <laughs> this show better be unreal. I didn't know that's what was going to happen. I go, can yeah. everybody just kind of move over? Which is not a crazy I, thing to ask. But what are they going to do? Stand up and then have to go stand. A on lot the of them side? just brought their chairs over and they just yeah. sat. I can't get the picture there. of what the room looked like. I can. Because I, I, now that they had to move, I don't understand what was happening. They could dance floor in the middle with just. Oh, and they're not sit on the dance no, floor. They were, no, no, no. But they're surrounded. Dance floor is like a third of the room, and then the other, the, each end yeah. is people sitting down. You'd be performing in the round. Essentially, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what made me think. When, of it. How long ago was this? It was a couple months ago, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd be. I thought you'd be past that by now. <laughs> it was Pat. a good. It was a good gig. Yeah. But uh, it was just very funny to hear him go. Oh, the comedian said yeah. it's a little too hard for him to do his job. Yeah. You guys are sitting over here. Like, Man, I was like a moron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a gig one time at- <laughs> and then. It, it, I look. I, I think I'm on this guy. Like they're already eating. It's over. You're like, all right. I guess I'm you would have here. asked, the, especially the if he's going to sell you I don't, out I would, like that. I don't. You would have just done. I would just do the show in the middle. If they're if they're, if it's packed and they're all around, then it's like you just deal with it. And I like I, might, I, I maybe describe the room as more packed than it was. It was like it it looked. They were so spread out and they were on either. I go. Let's just get them all on one side. Okay. Then I'll yeah. face everybody. Like it's not like it wasn't that. Crowded. It did not feel like a crazy ask. Yeah. to be like, can we just? Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> but it got crazy. <laughs> I love I mean, that he sold imagine? you yeah. out like that. I mean, though. right yeah. away. Yeah. yeah, he goes. The comet came in and was like, I know I it's can't a do huge this. deal. <laughs> and there's no green room. You got to stay in the corner, and you're just <laughs> like, like, I just stood by the buffet. Yeah, 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 just there you go. That's a, those pounds are coming in. <laughs> he just started. He started just going. He, he goes yeah. back through the boards of the comet. <laughs> He's at the buffet. I'm, a, I'm not even doing it. <laughs> Dance floors are tough for comedy, though. Yeah. What were you we saying? did a we oh. did a gig one time where with a they were everybody was dancing. It was a casino. It was great. Everybody was dancing. They're having a good time, and they're going to stop the dancing to do comedy. Oh, I did this with you. Yeah, mm. and 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 they, we go to the DJ who we had made friends with, and we go, hey. You know, will you give the audience, you know, just like a five minute heads up that we're about to do comedy? He goes, Yeah, man, no problem. And they're dancing. And then he goes, Hey, about to get some comedy up here. First guy, Aaron Weber. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the whole audience, they were so mad. Yeah. I mean, people that were talking to me before the show, they left. They were mad that they, they, they escorted us out of the casino the moment the show was over. Uh, oh, because, yeah. This was a place. This was such a nice place. They made me and Dusty. Wear a suit jacket. Yeah, they had like a room they brought us in. Like you have to have one on. Yeah, so I'm did wearing. Did I wear a suit jacket? Oh, you took it off as soon as you got on stage. Oh, but we okay. had to wear them around the whole time. Mine was like two sizes too small, and I'm up there. Dusty's like, just do about seven to ten minutes. I did two minutes. I was like, this is. What's awful. it called? It's in West Virginia. What's it? Greenbrier. Greenbrier. Oh fancy. yeah, that's a very nice hotel. Very Laura's nice like place. Very nice. Laura had family that worked there. That was like a very yeah. There used to be a. There's like a big history about that hotel. I think we talked about it on this. I was like, can uh, I get some food? And they were like, yeah. And they took me into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I ate s- with the employees in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were like, don't hang out. Like those situations, like yeah, those are the worst when you get stuck like that. And sometimes in hindsight, you're thinking it would be better if you could go up to the DJ and you go, hey, let me just say something real fast. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, 
we're gonna we're gonna do comedy, but not just yet. Y'all finish dancing. You're having a good time. I don't want to ruin that. Yes. Like if you just six and make a joke about it, they get a little. It's all about how you're introduced. Yeah. And then that depends on how the show goes because you're like yours is. You know, these people are like in a moving company before your show starts, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, "All right, that's they go, guys, you're right. Bring your headliner up. Uh, <laughs> could we get? Uh, we're going to get some different shutters on these back windows <laughs> if we could get. Has anybody got a hammer and a nail? Some nails, hammer and a nail. All right, this guy can't handle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little too much light going through on him, so he needs it perfect. <laughs> uh, where am I? Uh, oh. Corey Crowley, my best friend's brother, applied for a job in the CIA, was rejected because when they were looking into him, they found out that his ancestors were officers in Nazi Germany. He had absolutely no idea. Imagine having a serious interview like this and actually being qualified for the position, only to find out that you not only didn't get the job, but you that your great-great-grandparents were some pretty not serious Nazis. I used to comfort people going on interviews by saying the worst thing they can say is no, but have since modified it to the worst they can say no and that you're the, the descendants of Nazis. That is true. That is the worst. <laughs> and I tell you what, that's how you create more Nazis. And <laughs> that's what the guy should have said. And so do you want me to go apply? Well, maybe I'll go see if they're hiring because I guess I can't work here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I can't work because of what my grand great grandparents yeah, did. Yeah, Come that's on. crazy. Yeah, it, yeah, well, was a pretty bad oh, thing God. they did. Yeah, so they were bad people. Uh, Logan Hurst, I actually had the opportunity. Well, I just want to say that I I agree they were bad people. I, know. I don't <laughs> want to sailing off of this. <laughs> yeah. They're bad people, bad people, and then you go no, right you into let the them next. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows Dusty's stance on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dust was your Dusty Town podcast. It gets. <laughs> You know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's what your slogan should be. It's Dusty. not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Dusty Town. It's not for, it's not for everybody. Uh, Logan Hurst. I actually had the opportunity to have dinner with Dennis Rodman a few years ago with a small group from work, and we talked a lot about North Korea. He said that if we Americans had a chance to meet Kim Jong-un in person and not through the media lens, we'd really like him because he cares about his people. Thanks for all the laughs over the past few years. Look forward to it every week. There you go. That's great. Yeah, one guy is about Nazis. The next guy, like Kim Jong, good dude. Yeah, I'm uh, sure North solid. Koreans would love to have dinner of any kind, much yeah. less with Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I could see. I, I it goes back to my my theory with everything is I'm every person on earth is basically nice. Like if you if you no. just treat if you walk out but but go live a life yeah and everybody you encounter go I bet they're a great person I don't know if Kim Jong Un applies to that no I'm not saying it but I'm just I'm I'm saying like in general right your your odds of meeting a murderer or something are pretty low yeah. and if you do they're it's not good but <laughs> it's you know. <laughs> But it's you're if you but if you go with the attitude of like I think everybody's like you're gonna meet them you're like people get bad when they get in groups and that they that's when you know but if you pull back side and you're like hey can't you'd be like this dude's the best dude in the yeah. world dude like yeah because everybody's the best person in the world and really what's Kim Jong Un supposed to do right he inherited the position Let's probably fix it. Is it right but is he supposed to come in and go everything mm. you know what I mean it's like he's probably like I don't even know what to do that's how yeah. stuff gets solved though mm. someone yeah. comes in and goes everything should be free <laughs> he goes what are, it's a lot of work to unfree this country we'll just keep doing what we're doing we got a good thing I don't know anything about North Korea I mean people, you know we could be big over there 
uh, and they just can't write us. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, a lot of we're having a good time. We have so crazy no numbers over there. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Chandler, <laughs> Nate thinking one nine was less than one ten reminds me of the A and W restaurant chain introducing a one third pound burger as a competitor to the quarter pounder. But it didn't take off since the general public thought it was less meat and the same price. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have. I don't think it would have taken off. Yeah. I would. I would. Um, I would be like, so you're doing the same thing. <laughs> I would just think, oh, so you're doing the same thing. That, and they're competing against their own burger. Is that what they were doing too? No, what I do guess you mean? a quarter pounder was A&W, probably. Uh, uh, oh, the McDonald's. Yeah, interesting. Uh, quarter pounder because one third is a quarter pounder. One third is more than a quarter pounder. No, it sounds like a quarter pounder. No, wait, one third of a pound. One third pound bag. What like is that? How you say pound, it? Like a thirty third. Of a, what do you like say? A, a one third pound. Of a pound. Yeah, how you would say third it? pound. Well, you say a third pound. I'm third getting, of a pound. I'm getting a third of a pound burger. That's not even good. Quarter pounder is a great name. Yeah, it that's what they're name. saying. That's the whole point of this. No, but he's saying they thought in general thought it was so. It's not different. So a quarter pounder is like just a quarter of a pound. A quarter pounder is one fourth of a pound. Yeah, and so one third is more. It is more, but yeah, but sounds like it's less. Yeah, so they should have said a half a pound burger. <laughs> they should have made the burger bigger. Yeah, it would have been just bigger. called it. Well, what's a half? So one two is half. So one three is in between. We might as well just do a half then. So yeah, one three doesn't make sense because there's not a good name for it. Third, you're right. So yeah. you're getting a third of the burger. How are you getting? Wait, you're getting one third of the burger. <laughs> you're getting the whole burger. You're getting the whole burger. It just weighs a third of a pound. Oh, it weighs a third of a pound. <laughs> I picture. Well, why is this corner cut off? <laughs> it's like a Pac-Man thing. Yeah. Yeah. Slice yeah. I go. Well, I'd have ordered the one 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 burger if I'd have known y'all were gonna be cutting slices out of it. The one one burger. I take the one one burger, please. <laughs> Uh, that's fun John Hitch when I was 19 I got my first serving job at a TGI Fridays my first day of work I walked in the kitchen and the line looked directly at me and said 86 baked potatoes (laughs) I looked back at him and said okay thanks having never worked in the food industry before they seemed to that seemed a little odd, but thought, man, they keep a really good count of on how many, how much food they have. <laughs> My first shift, I was only supposed to be a food runner, but we got extremely slammed. So server I was shadowing asked me to go over a table and only greet the table and get a drink order. Of course, when I got there, the table said they were ready to order. Wanted to show my trainer I was a go-getter. I decided to take their food order. The first, <laughs> the first question was, "Do you have any baked potatoes?" I said, "Yes." Not long ago, we had eighty-six, so I'm sure we have a few left. I had to go back to the table and tell them, unfortunately, we're out of baked potatoes. That's a great story. That's really good. Oh, that's awesome. God, that's so funny. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's uh, that's a. Uh, if a, I think you think John and Bates might get along. <laughs> uh, it's like a, you know, that's a very funny. I would do that too, dog. It's that's eighty six. Hey, you got eighty six. All right, fine. Y'all got baked potatoes? Yeah, we had eighty six of them. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we've had eighty six people in here all day. 
You know what I started doing? I like the same. It's the same kind of talking. I like a what's your twenty. You, you know what that means? Uh, like your location? Yeah. Or your ETA? What's your twenties? Where Where are you? What's your oh. location? I like saying that. I used to have a job where I had a walkie-talkie, and yeah. they would talk like that. Yeah. And you do feel official. Yeah, Roger, copy 20? that. What's your twenty? Yeah. I started asking people that. Like in text. In text and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Don't do that this to me. And <laughs> I think your age, probably, it's fun, right? It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's like it some is. kind of code. Yeah, yeah, it is code, I guess. It is code, but it's not like a Gen Z code. It's construction workers yeah. are using it. People your without 20? a family, they have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> How many? You have the time to go through these games to go. <laughs> what's your twenty? You're like, I guess we're doing that. We're playing army soldiers this week because we don't have. How many people uh, because go, my wife doesn't what? have to take Harper somewhere. That's just, I'm not taking Harper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty busy. All right, Laura's got a lot of stuff to do. To take her daughter everywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah like eighty six. That eighty six. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, but I, I, I get it. Like, what's your twenty? What's your ETA? Yeah, it's fine. ETA. I think people. Yeah, people know ETA. Yeah. Nobody's asked what what's your twenty means yet, Dusty. Oh, but yeah. I, I'm I'm relishing that. What do they? What do they, what do they respond? Do they just tell They'll you? They'll tell me. I think people yeah. know what it means more than I thought they would. Yeah. Uh, twenty what? What's your? That's 20? what I want people to say. What's twenty? What? Twenty what? I would think. Yeah, I think I would probably answer time. I was like, "What's your twenty? I don't know, fifteen minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. Know. What's your twenty? Right. I don't know. What's I got your twenty. What about I got your six, dude? I don't know what that means. I got your back. Okay. Like and clock, then, yeah. six, six is behind you. Yeah. He's what he says for every fist pound. <laughs> How uh, is the six behind you, though? I got I you six. That's like a clock. Twelve's ahead, yeah. six o'clock. If somebody tells you it's at six o'clock, you know that's behind you, right? <laughs> you yeah. look confused right now. Well, I don't now. understand. Like a clock is, you know, it's up and down. Yeah. Yeah, but picture you're in the middle of the clock looking straight at the 12. Okay. No, your right. six still would not be behind you. Yes, it would. The 12 well, would be straight ahead. Six would be behind Oh, if you were standing on the clock. You're but standing on the you're clock. You're standing on the clock. But if I'm looking at the 12, what if I'm looking at the six? Well, then now, then you're you're in the back, and he goes, well, who's up looking at the 12? Yeah. And you go, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I got your 12. Yeah. Dude. What's your there's three? Guy, you go, there's a guy at 115. Is he? He could probably see the 12. Yeah. Nate's, yeah. At, Nate's at 1 o'clock. You're at probably 10 o'clock. Yeah. See? You're at 10. I've never been good with time. Yeah. Like a clock. Mm-hmm. Takes you a second. Well, I never am all that confident in it. Yeah. I can look at it and I go, I, this probably is like 320, but it yeah. could be 420. Yeah. It I, it <laughs> takes me longer than I would than I would like to admit. Yeah. When I have to read a clock like that. But I but I in general I get it. And I'll I'll catch myself just being seven. Like we yeah. I just go, you just have to go. Seven. We were sitting in our room, and my wife looked up at this clock that we have on the wall, and I saw her look at it. And then I go, "Did you just look at that clock to see what time it was?" She yeah. goes, "Yeah." And I was like, "I said, I love that you're so confident in it that you can judge the time." That see, this way. is also you probably don't trust the clocks. Yeah. And she goes, "You don't know what time that says," and I'm like, "Well, yeah." I could but, figure it out. Like not a glance at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not, I, yeah, I don't feel good about it. Yeah. Is it because you don't know who hung the clock? 
Yeah, I mean, the battery may be dead. You don't know who built the <laughs> like, Who you put think, the hands yeah. on it, dude? You never know. Do you think there's a camera? Because a lot of cameras would be, that's where you'd put a camera. Yeah, in the old day, like a spy yeah. movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, What's I- your computer screen look like? Is it all pretty taped up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, really. But I- you get the camera covered. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. the camera. Yeah. oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think you type behind a billboard of another guy just so they don't know you. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh caitlin blanchard the blanchard the family. blanchard family is back old money the blanchard family whatever happened to the show that big bird and aaron were on together for an episode did that air if not when will it and where can we see it it's coming out in august the show is called sprung created by a friend of the oh. podcast greg garcia yeah Brian and I are on it. Brian's in a couple episodes. I'm in one. I'm in the pilot. I saw a little sneak peek. It looks awesome. It looks awesome. It's very cool to be a part of it. Yeah. I'm going to get Greg. Greg's going to come by because we talked about Greg a lot. Uh, Greg, Greg Garcia. He listens to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had you. So he's, it, I, I remember reading this. He's, I saw the script early and it was like, he's unreal, dude. I mean, I'll tell you, he won't say it. He's, yeah. I mean, very humble I, guy it seems, but he's very humble. He's but the I mean, there, there's not. It's probably the best writer I've ever seen, and he writes everything so quick. He created My Name Is Earl and wow, uh, yeah, a bunch yeah. of stuff. Uh, I like a ton of. Uh, uh, I can't remember them all. Now. I, I ruined a lot of tape laughing. Yeah, I messed up a lot of the, tapes. It's just very funny. It was like this is legitimately funny. Yes, dear. My name is yeah. Earl. Season oh, one. one. My of the name best is Earl. Shows. Yeah, my one name is Earl. Shows. Yes, dear. Yes, uh, dear. Raising really Hope. Great. Okay. The guest book. Wow. I'm rattling them off. Maybe a couple other. He'll tell you. Ask him. He'll tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> so August, that's going to come out. And yeah, we'll, we'll be talking we'll, about. We'll be it. talking about it. We will keep you keep you keep you posted on that. But yeah, the they 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 have ads. Oh, I've cool. seen the a picture. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alec Marrow. Hey Nate, new listener here. I recently turned 27 and also found out I'm dyslexic. (laughs) Dyslexic. Needless to say, a lot of things are starting to make sense. After eight years of special reading classes, it never occurred to anyone that maybe there's something wrong. After being told that dyslexia is genetic, I asked my father if anyone in the family has it. His response was, yeah, me, grandpa, your uncle, and cousin are all dyslexic. This information would have helped a lot in school. <clears throat> I wonder if we have anybody in our... You might. I might. It's Maybe. only recently diagnosed. Oh, yeah? You know, and I know this because Rudy, Daniel Rudiger, the movie Rudy, yeah. he was diagnosed as dyslexic in college. And at the time, he had never heard of it. There's a line in the movie where he's like, I have this thing called dyslexia. And he's like, it's where the letters get mixed up. Like it was kind of a new thing mm-hmm. back then. So, so he had to get through that. Yeah. On top of him not being good enough. Right. He had dyslexia. For Notre Dame. Hundred nothing, five foot nothing. Yeah. Five you have dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't like Joe Montana can't stand Rudy. Oh, I talked, I met a guy, yeah, who was on recently, who was on a couple years they they overlapped on the team. Yeah. They're like, yeah, dude, it was, it was annoying. Yeah. He's an annoying kid. Yeah. He's a kid who's not good enough to be on the team and he won't shut up at practice. Yeah. Like, God, this guy stinks. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's funny to be. It's it's all your perspective. It's this heartwarming story, and he gets in, and because it is, there a mix. There's a mix of that go getter attitude, but then you're also like, well, go put it into something you can be good at, and yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna be great. But mm-hmm. he maybe inspired a lot of people. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> when they made a movie about him, uh, Joe Montana's like, they made a movie about me. I did pretty good. Uh, <laughs> If you're Joe Montana, you're like, make a movie on who? Yeah. Yeah, He's like, I didn't even try to play that hard. I was actually just really good. Because I was just out there. Yeah. They made a movie about that kid from practice, Rudy. Rudy? They go, they make a movie about this podcast just about Bates. (laughs) 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 It's when none of us are in it. It's on Nate Land. It's only Bates. (laughs) It just. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Brian's song. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's Brian's song. Yeah, I'm a little annoyed. I was, I mean, I'll be honest. With you. It's called Nate Land. I thought I'd be shown. <laughs> I mean, Rudy, they don't even show Joe Montana. <laughs> There's not even. Do they even allude that it's Joe Montana? So Joe Montana played on this team the no, same I don't th- time. I don't think they might have overlapped yeah. for a couple of years, but it but wasn't even, like. But they were still even on the same team. They, and, but Joe it, Montana, I guess, wasn't one of the people that laid his jersey down on the no, desk. That scene never happened, unfortunately. Oh, okay. That yeah. was creative license. Yeah, yeah. No one was. Did everybody, they carry him off the field on their shoulders? 1975 was the year Rudy made the sack. Yeah. So. Uh, and then, so Joe Montana was there. He 74 to 79. So, yeah, it was his one year, sophomore though. year. I mean, so it's kind of crazy though. Like they, they make they don't make a big deal about it, and it's Joe Mon. Uh, he won a Joe Montana won a national championship. They they didn't win the national championship that year when Rudy did that. No, so they don't even make a movie about the great the year they have and Joe Montana. <clears throat> I'll be honest, I could see Joe being a little upset. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Oh, sorry. Leave all that in. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Eric Yates. Nate, I recently listened to your appearance on a 2013 episode of The Crab Feast with Ryan Sickler and Jay Larson, and you told a longer, fuller version of the concussion story, which later became the joke in your special nine years later. My question is, did you always know – that story would eventually be a joke or uh, in your act. And did it take you that long to fully think of a way to make it stage ready? Or did something, did something just one day click in your memory that made you want to make it into a joke? The dedication it takes to never let such a great story go is truly impressive. Thank you. I'm the Joe Montana of the Rudies. That's what he's saying. He goes, you're my Joe Montana. I don't know if I'm reading this right, but it's Eric Yates. Eric said, you're my Joe Montana. Eric, well, bless your heart. Uh, yeah, I, there's you have those stories. Uh, I had that one. I actually told a version of that one on something else, but it was never that in detail. And it was on maybe yelled at by a clown. I Maybe. Uh, or something. But it was never the... Uh, I never had it. And then it came back. It came back just because, uh, but I, I didn't really tell it. It wasn't really like, I knew I could tell it again because it wasn't that big of a thing. And then when, when the, my dad said he met that guy in prison that found me up that concussion, 
Uh, did we just talk about that here? We talked or, about it yeah. last episode. Last episode. Yeah, that's funny. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so uh, when I met that guy, my dad met that guy. It, uh, he, uh, it, it was like, oh, he told me that. And I and I told it on, yeah, it's Crab Feast. He told it somewhere else. I told uh, my cousin Tuesday, the wedding story with Tuesday. <laughs> I told that on Mark Marin, like on the live. Oh, really? I did a live WTF. And that, I, I want to say that's one of the first times I've ever told that story. Was on that, uh, and then I ended up telling him my act. But yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes you just need you can't figure out like it could be a story, and then you're like, you know, that whole story is like you don't want it to be just a sad a, a kid falling off a cliff, right? So you you just got to figure out how can I make it like all kind of be funny and not not this kind of sad. And so you just kind of, sometimes you got to sit, it is, you do sit, wait, you just go try it somewhere and you can't figure it out. And then you're just, you just, I think it just stays in your brain. And then you just end up one day something. It, it's kind of like you're saying one day it does something kind of clicks or you think about the story. For me, a lot of times it'll happen with, uh, when I'm writing a new hour. Cause when you do a new hour, sometimes you go back to some stories that have never made specials or, it's you know you could I, I mean I might have twenty something minutes or more of just like kind of random stuff that just never made something. This next special has a couple things that were always kind of my randoms, but they actually might make this special. I'm not positive yet, but they, there's actually a place for them. You you need a place. Yeah, I find that you uh, can have an idea and then just not be as good of a writer as you need to be at that time, and then like later you. <clears throat> You go back to that same story and you're like, oh, now yeah. I know how to tell that. Yeah, yeah. Before it was a story I could tell, but now it's a joke. I remember, and I wrote, I would try to write stuff down, and I remember just being, I remember thinking, I'm not good enough to tell this yet. And then I would just, just either, I, I don't know where I would wrote that stuff down. I wish I would, would know. Yeah. Because then whatever ideas I would have had. But there was there was a lot of times I could say, I don't know how to do this. And yeah. so then I'd be like, it's very funny, but I don't know how to tell it. Yeah. And so I got to wait until I'm ready. And yeah, it's exactly, and eventually you get ready. Yeah. And, so, and you just sit on something sometimes and it, I don't know, I just feel like, and they, they, and there is that thing you say about you need a place for it. I've got some small jokes that never really worked on their own, but then I'll tell a story and I'll go, oh, I can slip that little oh, joke yeah. in right here. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I love it. Uh, our next partner has a product we have started using every day. We all started taking Athletic Greens. We all mm. did it. Mm. Uh, none of us eat very well. I mean, I'm eating a lot better now. Uh, kind of. I'm still eating. It probably, you know. I mean, it's better. It's better. And uh, Athletic Greens is a great way to start the morning. You get all the vitamins. You drink it. Uh, super easy. You were asking about some of it today. Yeah. You want to say it's fun. Well, you know, I had some one time when I was yeah. here, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's you, you get all your stuff, you get it done. It's almost a good like build it into your like kind of morning routine of just get up and you make it. And uh one scoop of powder, uh shake and drink. Uh travel packs are great. Uh it, it just contains less than one gram of sugar. I mean, just a lot of vitamins. It's it's uh right now it's it's cheaper than getting all the different supp- supplements yourself. It costs less than a three dollars a day. Uh Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and help your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. 
It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Nate. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Nate to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We've all been there. You want to do something online, so you sign up for a free trial. Then you forget about it. And then next thing you know, you've been paying companies for five years for something you've never done like I did. You need to use Truebill. It is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year. I signed up. I had all this stuff I'd forgotten about, all these games and apps Mm. I'd subscribe to. Canceled them all for me. It was amazing. Truebill Concierge is there when you need them to cancel on one of subscriptions. So you don't have to do the work. By law, most states don't have to disclose when subscriptions renew. Mm, That's a little shady on their part. So get a hold of your subscriptions with Truebill. Don't fall for the scam. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Nate. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Nate. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Nate. Life insurance typically gets more expensive as you age, so it's smart to get a policy sooner rather than later. It's like a plunger, you know? Mm. You want to get it before you need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Policy Genius is an insurance comparison website that makes it easy to compare quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential all in one place to find your lowest price. You could save 15% or more. 50% 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Just head to policygenius.com, get personalized quotes in minutes, and find the right policy for your needs. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. Whether you're starting to shop or have questions about your current policy, they're your independent advocates offering unbiased advice. And that's a rare thing these days. Head to, over to policygenius.com slash Nate to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. And finally, oh boy, it's our old friend Mizzen and Mains. Dusty, hand me that. Oh. Mizzen and Main. This is uh, what a great shirt, Nate. I know you like this kind of I like material. It. it feels you feel it. It feels oh, like yeah. it's like a kind of athletic. Oh, that is a nice shirt. Yeah, that's that feels very good. That's a shirt that you could wear uh, to a dinner party. You could wear it hiking or to a club or to a club. I mean, like it's like that nice looking, and it would be comfortable. Yeah, if you went out and. We're doing uh, a lot of dancing. Yeah, a lot it's of a dancing. great road shirt. You can throw it in a suitcase. It's no not going to wrinkle too bad. You know, they say that Dean Martin, he'd wear a tux on stage, and he wouldn't sit down the yeah. whole weekend because he wouldn't want to wrinkle his suit. If you have Miz in the main, you, you can, can sit down, down, you can lay down, you can do squats, you can do whatever you want. It's not going to be a problem. It's a good shirt to have uh, if you have to move the tables because the comedian is not happy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and you're going, you think, I'm just going to have dinner and yeah. just enjoy a show. Now i got to... Rearrange the I'm room. very glad I wore Mizzen and Maine because now I athletically move this old lady's table because, <laughs> you know, the comedian doesn't want to spin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen, guys, they've got shirts. He's been they've fasting got polos, since one. They've so, got yeah. chinos. They've got a lot of great stuff. It's Mizzen and Maine's 10th anniversary this July. They'll be having their biggest sale of the year, July 8th through the 11th. Don't forget to check it out. Right now, if you go to MizzenandMaine.com and use promo code Nate, you'll get $35 off any regular price order of $125 or more. That's $35 off when you go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com. And use our promo code, Nate. 
All right. Uh, so this week, uh, we are talking about maps. 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 All right. This is fun. I love a map. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, for when we went hiking, we uh, <clears throat> well, you have all trails is like uh, an app you can do. I use all trails. Yeah. But you still think you should you should probably have a, a regular map too because it's like phone goes like that first time we went hiking we didn't have enough water everybody's mm-hmm. phone's dead like you're like oh we, you don't have service like mm-hmm. you know even though you can download it you're like well you should still probably carry yeah uh, if the action. phone dies or something yeah yeah have a real regular map but I like a map I, mm-hmm. I did maps when I was doing my delivery stuff and uh, when I moved to New York and delivered I, I used the little map that you was the book and, oh the unfoldable uh, yeah what well, had the yeah, no, it had the uh, spirals in the back of it. Oh, and then, so okay. you would go, but you would just go look at the streets and then know, like, all right, here left. I mean, I, I read oh, yeah. a map, like I, I could drive and just look at it. It'd give you a warning street. I remember when I started driving, when I would go to a friend's house, I would go to MapQuest at home mm-hmm. and I printed out the directions. That's when I started. Yeah. yeah. And that was just starting to go away. People getting, were starting to get smartphones then. I got into a little map that's quest. Crazy. I remember when we were uh, that's, I think that's so crazy. I think it makes me sound old now, but that's Well, it's funny is it, it weirdly does and it makes me sound even <laughs> that much older is that you're like I barely saw the end of it. And you're like that was like a game changer. <laughs> like I remember going on the road and like you didn't print the I didn't grab the directions out of the printer and you're like what are we going to do now? And it was like how you got anywhere. You, I remember just having you just have papers and papers of of the directions on the map quest just in your seat because you had to get you know. I couldn't imagine doing comedy with map quest. We went to Atlanta one time to meet a buddy. We were living in Opelika. We went to Atlanta. We had the map quest directions. We missed a turn. We just turned around and went home. We have no idea <laughs> how to get back to yeah. where we were to yeah. even get the map going again. Yeah, to get back on track. Yeah, because it doesn't. You don't just reroute. Yeah, you're like, I got to be back where I know where the directions are going from. You just went home. Yeah, we're like, uh, uh, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. I remember they. I remember people using MapQuest too. Like after, like, well, because then after MapQuest was, it wasn't smartphones weren't first. It was the GPS system, right? And so then I remember, but those were expensive. Those Tom Toms. Yeah, Tom Toms. I remember. I remember finally getting one. I remember like. I finally get a Tom Tom, and you're like, "That's crazy! I can't yeah. believe I got one." Uh, uh, it was, but I, I remember a lot of people because you even Tom Toms were out. It was like you started to do MapQuest because it was just Tom Toms were expensive, and you couldn't afford them. And then, but then able to get one, and then it was like I you trusted it so much, and then now it's like, yeah, you still should know. Like it is a weird thing that you're like. That's the thing is like a map. You do want a map, and the fact that it is, you're kind of. I don't like trusting. Everything goes wrong. It's, it's, you're done. Yeah. I delivered pizzas back in the day and we had on, you know, you type in the address and it gave you these coordinates and then you go to a big map on the wall. It'd be like G7. And so you'd go and you'd find it on the map and then we would just drive there. We would just go, okay. Now I grew up in the town. So I was like, oh, okay. I know where that's at. So you yeah. would just go there from there, but no, no phone map. I, I mean, I drove the other day and the, there was a little road construction and I put it in my phone. I'm like, I know this town. I can yeah. just do this. But my instinct is, oh, put it in the phone so you don't get lost. Yeah. 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 I Yeah, I don't use it. I'm trying to think. If I go downtown, I'll use it. 
some of it's for just the traffic now you're using it just to be like is there going to be traffic uh but other than that or if i'm trying to see how long it's really going to take me i'm like all right that'll be 18 minutes you know like yeah i'm trying to really see an exact i'm late you know whatever uh but yeah i don't uh it's it is i you try to sometimes be like i don't need it and so I, I, why yeah. am i doing it i came here without it today oh I yeah a little challenge myself a little bit oh yeah i started doing that i'll drive to zanies and back without it and then i drove here without it the first time today oh yeah i just needed to remember the exit number did it work yeah i got here fine uh <laughs> yeah yeah you are here yeah. uh the I don't remember. Yeah, exit numbers I don't ever yeah. remember. Yeah, it's only only took me 110 times driving. Yeah, here yeah, yeah. Before I figured. Wow, it out. that's interesting. Yeah, 110 episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you GPS it every time. Yeah. yeah, but I've only you know I've only been, been here six or so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You, yeah, you strike me as a guy. You go outside, and you like feel the wind, and you can just. Well, I you know I got a good sense of direction, but something about the car now I'm just so dependent on the phone. Yeah. I just the phone is trapped. I think I got a good sense of life force out. Like uh, I can always feel. I think yeah. that way's north right now. Is that way north? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I have yeah. no idea though. Is it north? Doesn't it feel north? <laughs> yeah, let's figure it out. I think that way's north. You just kind of feel it. Yeah, I feel it. South is should be behind us. East west. You know, you can look at like moss on a tree. Is that huh? really north? All right, that's, boom. That's, that's good. Yeah. North is yeah. I know I'm in my house, but like <laughs> yeah. But it's like I I can always just kind of be like yeah, it's that it's that way. I can just picture it. I mean, I guess you could uh, yeah. I think where we're sitting right now, I'm sitting exactly the way the interstate's going. Yeah. Versus like I'm sitting in your seat, you know, then it would feel that way where I would be, I'd be like, it's East. But just like. It's impressive. Even people, yeah. you know, live. I've never got lost in this room. <laughs> <laughs> you we, didn't use GPS to get. We, uh, I forget if we tried to use a compass. No. Oh, that day we were kind of, the one hike went bad. We tried, we were like, do we have a compass? Uh-huh. And then, and that was a little tough, you know, cause you're, you're, you know, we were in uh reno like by lake tahoe like in the mountains up there so you're like you don't you definitely don't know where you're at and you got to kind of feel it but yeah i have a good yeah i think i have an okay sense of direction i remember coming out of new york though the subway i would when i first moved there and i came out of the subway you would be like i don't even yeah and i always think where and what's funny is i always think the extreme so i think where's my home like old hickory yeah (laughs) so then i'm like which way is old hickory and like you're like you know I'm like well, it doesn't matter really where it's up. but it's like to me I know Old Hickory South, so it's like what way is home? Like if I want to go home, I got to go that you go that way. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean I I, I find New York overwhelming, but um, coming out of a subway, you're like wow, this is a yeah, whole a different city that I'm in. It takes you. You get used to it though. Yeah. I mean it's a grid. The yeah. city's a grid. So. Yeah. Uh, and you end up, I mean, it would take me, I have, I, when I go back, I'll be, I'm all right. But I like, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not in it like I was. Yeah. And when you're in it every day, you're just kind of come out and you just kind of know where you're at. I used to go down into the subway and then I'd be like, Oh, this is not the right one. And then I would come back yeah. up, cross the street, go into another. I was like, I don't know what's going on my, right here. My mom is the worst sense of direction. She's a very stressful driver. She gets very stressed driving. Mm-hmm. She was in a car accident years ago. So it's kind of like, she can't handle it. We did a family trip for for some reason she was driving and this is still referenced among the family today 
We're like eight hours into this trip. We're in the neighborhood of the house we're going to. And I was helping her navigate. And I gave her the wrong, I said, turn left. And she said, turn, we're in a neighborhood. She turns the wrong way. And I go, oh, that's the wrong way. Sorry. She goes, you blew it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, you blew it. Yeah. Like, seriously. Oh, I go, no. we're like, just turn around. She goes, oh, you blew it. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe she just, that, <laughs> that's so much but she's pressure. so happy that made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, finally we got there. She's like, all right, we'll calm down. Yeah. But it was, she was still just so stressed out. <laughs> you blew it, that's buddy. That's a lot of pressure. It, yeah. Eight hours in. I've got you all yeah. the way if here. Your mom calls you, you a buddy. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, I'm your son. Yeah. yeah. All right, pal. <laughs> That's like if my wife calls me dude, I'm like, yeah. she's mad. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You blew it, buddy. I like that, though. Yeah, you blew it. So we say that all the time yeah. now. You blew Anytime it. Anytime something does really small, yeah. you, know, you put the wrong forks out, you blew it, buddy. Yeah. The wrong forks, huh? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> look at that. Big. Hey, look at, I, I mean, good night. We're seeing ends in sight. What did your mom ask if the, you asked the driver? Hey, do you mind if I take over? Uh, I meant like plastic forks versus, but that did sound Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. That's the the salad forks here? Oh, he that's goes, funny. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I don't understand how I'm supposed to eat this oyster with my uh, my Caesar salad, my Caesar salad fork. How many would y'all set out multiple forks? I was talking about plastic forks versus the the regular ones. Who even says you put out the wrong forks? Then I think you meant what you meant, and you're so <laughs> trying to get out of it now that you're going like, no, I mean like plastic and regular. Would that never happen? Someone ever goes. <laughs> I told you to put the regular forks well, out, not meals. the plate. You're like, we're the pastor's coming over. We would have sub meals, paper plates, plastic, and you yeah. throw everything away. And sometimes well, let's use real plates. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> You're not buying it, but that's yeah. that's what I was talking about. <laughs> you blew it, buddy. You blew it, buddy. You blew it, buddy. You blew it. And then you go, uh, Aunt B. And she has to come get the other forks. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny if you found out I had an Aunt B in my house, just an in in house person. Map making, cartography, that's what it's called. It's What's a study. It called? Cartography. Oh, cartography. Heard a cartographer. Is that have anything to do with cars? No. That, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. That like really worked out. I think that's why they call it a car. Is that why they call it a car? I don't think so at all. Well, that really worked out then. Well, it, yeah, it's convenient. I wasn't even thinking about cars. Well, I mean, that's funny that you know they called it cartography in who knows when. It's a French word. The French word for it map mid, or card is carte. Uh, so mid nineteenth century. So that means does that mean eighteen something? Yeah. So that's a, so dumb. I know. I know. I, think but, I always have to do that too. Subtract yeah. one and that's what it, yeah. So 1800s cartography. And then, sorry. Is that how they, they might have come up with car for. Uh, let's look it up. Because why would you, I mean, why that really worked out? What is that? Car, what does that mean? Car. What does <laughs> etymology mean? Huh? Etymology is where the word came, the history of the word, where it came from. 
You don't. You ever see like a spelling bee? They go, kind of the language of origin, please. That's just the I get a <laughs> etymology. No, no, when I Google something, I get a lot more stuff up <laughs> yeah. at the top of mine that says, "What are you trying to ask?" Yeah, yeah. Like I don't get. You did get you a, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mine would have said like, "Where did the word car?" I actually have a joke about this right now that I that I do on stage about, but I that I think I get sent down a dumb internet, and I think this is the internet that you get. Yours says Oxford, like. like let me Google what I would type, how I would have asked this. Yeah, how we, as where the word car came yeah. from. Uh, yeah, yeah these how, wires are a little. Oh, yeah. We got, where, it, we got it. Yeah, so I, like if I would if I was sitting here and had to Google it, uh, where did, did the word car come from? See, mine always has, <laughs> mine's just trying to tell me back to, like, here, let's cut to the chase here. <laughs> And then I'm like, well, this is how they lose me because they go etymology of the word. I go, I didn't want to know what I don't. I don't want to know et- etymology. I want to know where did. That's what I would have said to this person. I don't want to know that. Where did the word come from? And then that's why I go to when what people also ask, and that's where I head to. When do they start using the word car? You're go, a big people also ask. Oh, I only yeah. learn from where people are asking. <laughs> oh, it was around 1300. It's an old word so they said. Yeah. yeah. See yeah. the root. It's the root of car is carus, which is a Latin word. The root of cartography is carte, which is a French word. Yeah, my jo- the yeah. joke I have just so people I don't want to do it, is I'd go into this. People also ask. I like uh, I talk about googling something. Oh yeah, I haven't heard okay. that. Oh, it's uh, it's a newer one. No, it's uh, it's in my eagle joke. Oh, oh, okay. But yeah. I've made it like kind of like that's a it's a joke that's like really about we had the eagle in their backyard. But then the end, the middle of the joke is kind of about me not knowing how to Google, and so I've kind of like, almost, it's like I've, I, it was like finding something that goes in somewhere else. It just kind of works, and so it's like it's fun to like. It's almost I'm doing two bits, because like you're you're almost doing two jokes. He, like, uh, you know, I, I got one joke is about this eagle and building a nest, and the other joke is about me not knowing how to Google. And then so kind of bottom, them. Pretty good. Yeah. Two jokes intertwined. Intertwined. I know about this because there's a great episode of, sorry, the West Wing West where Wing. they talk about it. This is. What did they talk? The oh, West the Mercator Wing, map. The, oh, sorry. Yeah. The West Wing sounds brutal because every, <laughs> like, it is an, everything that's like the most boring thing we could ever say. You're like. There's a whole West Wing episode <laughs> about this. This is encyclopedia. Fault this other encyclopedia. <laughs> That's the only big word I know. That's the only. If you if they said say a big word, I would just say encyclopedia. That's the only big word. It's I a lot know. of syllables. Yeah. Encyclopedia, dictionary. Yeah. Yeah, the things that have the big words. Yeah. Yeah, but you go type in car etymology. Well, this is what's fun. This is what's fun about any. It's just at its core, it's an office place drama slash comedy. It's like right? the Office without the West the Wing's jokes. a comedy. It's very funny in some parts, dude. Oh, well, they I mean, showed this. What do you got? You have a Harvard degree to get the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a vehicle, especially if you're in a White House. It's like. That's an excuse to talk about basically. Is anything. it you laugh at all the jokes? You go, <laughs> <laughs> you go, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. How I laugh. That's how you laugh at the jokes. And I, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, how I laugh. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And you're like, I thought that was the sad part. And you go, no, it's it's a reference that yeah, you, so you wouldn't, wouldn't get it. Get it. You it's a get reference. It. Yeah. But, right. You know, they, they use this West Wing thing that you're talking about on a lot of conspiracy videos. They'll bring up this clip. Oh, this clip from this. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. so this is, yeah. This is the world probably as you know it, Nate. It's the world. The world as I know it. That. Pretty much the whole world. This is the map that was used for a long, long time. It's yep. called the Mercator Projection. Yeah. And the issue with this, even though this is, when I still think about the world, I think about it looking like this. Yeah, that's all I think of it. Mostly about the relative sizes between things. Yeah. Look, how, how big the United States is compared to South, about the same size as South America, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're a little bit bigger. Close. Greenland. I mean, how big is Greenland up there? It's enormous. It's as so big, big as Africa. I don't know. What do you size? I think if you count, I guess if you this count. Is, if this is Greenland, yeah, I mean, that's I know that. huge. That is huge. But if you, America's, North America is gigantic. It's way bigger than South America. That's what I'm, okay, I was thinking just like United States. It's oh, like, well, if you're breaking down, like, Tennessee's a lot smaller than <laughs> South America. That's what we're doing. No. <laughs> No, I was just saying like the relative sizes between yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. So the argument is in, the, in in West Wing, somebody comes in and presents this, is that this is an inaccurate depiction of the world, and it's much more likely the Gall-Peters projection. Mm. And this is what the world looks like. Wow. Which looks, if you're used to the last one, this looks like it's just a distorted image. Yeah, it's just yeah. stretched out. It's just stretched out. But look at the, look how big Greenland is now compared to Africa. Like Africa is so big. Yeah, South America is so much bigger yeah. now. Europe is like nothing compared to what it was. Yeah. Just to go back, that's what it looked like before. Yeah. And they've argued over the years that this was done because- Go to Australia again? Yeah, go back to- yeah, yeah. A little small there in the corner, yeah. and then it's a little bit bigger there. Huh. So it, it's been argued that they they use that original Mercator projection to like, if you wanted to argue that, you know, Europe's the best. I mean, this is the map to do it because it looks huge compared yeah. to everything else. But really, the world looks much more like that. So you could still, Africa's the best. You could still be the best and be small, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah. it doesn't make like you think China's huge and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh. Yeah, it's actually more like that. But maybe they just made it because that would be weird to look at a map like this. Well, not really. What if you're starting from nothing? And yeah, imagine would, you grew up on this map, this one would look insane to you. This other one. I would be like, oh, I can see it a little bit better. That's all <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I think the gall on the gall Peters projection. Uh, yeah, that one you're like, so you didn't want to do the top part? <laughs> yeah, that's and he, you're like, well, he goes, I was just trying to like, I was like, let me guess, you forgot the top part. Let me just take a shot in the dark. You forgot, you forgot the top part and you had to jam it in there. And that's why it's tough to see. I would think that's what I would say to the gall. And then that guy's like, well, I took the time. I took the time. And you know, yeah. And this could also just be you know. There's no reason that the north is the north. You could just flip this map upside down, and it would be just as accurate. But if it's a globe, right? You could flip the globe upside down. <laughs> 
There's no. You know what I mean? If it's, <laughs> if it's a. Like, oh, you know what I mean? No, I mean oh, oh, that's. I know. It's just funny. Any, I know. But I like just anybody saying it, G, just going, if it's a globe, yeah, bear yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah. Bear with me for a second, everybody. You know, it's all laid out yeah. here, all stretched out in a, yeah. a right. rectangle form. Right. Right. So when you, you roll it up. Well, that's what this was designed for, I think, is so it could be laid out over a sphere. Yeah. So, but. So what, what? How would it be laid out if it was all scrunched up at the top? No, this is just a depiction of it in two dimensional for a map. And they would just say, "Why would they not?" But why is the top part so jammed up there? Like why? No, that's it, just what it is. That's what it actually is. There's just less up there. Yeah, I but feel they, like Canada should be more snow like. They should more of a. a <laughs> well, that looks like there's yeah. Wait. Well, you got uh, Greenland's all snowy up there, but Canada's all green, and I don't think that's accurate. No, I think the white is for ice. Yeah, it's not for snow that's on the ground. You telling me Australia's not pretty icy? Like I I would say in Africa, that's the hot part, and then that's the shady part. Yeah, Alaska. Is that not the the snow trees? Yeah, that looks. That's all the trees. There's Arizona. It's like. Yeah. Come over here. We're we're hot. We don't have a lot of trees. And then you come over here and you're like, we got a lot of trees over here. Uh, so yeah. they've got a lot of white here. That's where glaciers yeah. and all that yeah, kind of I stuff. Know, yeah. <laughs> I prefer this map to look at. Yeah. Yeah. But this could be upside down. I wish I could flip this upside down for you. This is, it could be, there's no reason that's the north and that's the south. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But we've already chose it. So now. It'd be a we lot to, or it'd be a lot to change it. Well, there would be a north because if the compass is going to the north, but don't they have pictures of the globe showing that it's this way? <laughs> yeah, but you could. They took it from that orientation, but you could rotate around, take a picture. There's no fixed up and down in space. But it doesn't roll around like this, though, yeah. does it? Sure, it does. Depending on where you're looking at it from. Like you will only refer to it as a globe because <laughs> you only you will only refer to globe as the thing that's bought in the store. <laughs> <laughs> but like even when you, I think Dusty's oh, literally talking about a globe you buy at a store. Oh, that's like, a great example. Yeah. The globe you buy in the store when you spin it, yeah, it spins like that. It doesn't yeah. spin like this. Yeah. What do you mean? Like it? Look how big the south part is. Yeah, because that. Yeah, that Antarctica's huge, huh? Yeah, that's an yeah. Yeah, it's not Antarctica would be above us. Yeah, I mean, so much below, not a lot above. Yeah, I guess it's technically on top, right? Because it kind of reaches back around, and then you go to Green Island. Green, Santa Claus Green really Island. chose a place to live where there's <laughs> yeah. not a lot going on. Yeah, he had all this land down here. Well, if he you don't, live at. if you don't want to be bothered. So this this could easily be the world right here, huh? And I think we should look at it like this, you know? Yeah. Just to keep us grounded a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's very confusing. It is. Well, the sun's on the top, so that's why maybe that's why all those hot places are. <laughs> but why? There's too much snow up there. It'd burn, it'd burn yeah. that snow at the top. So that's not good. We might utilize that pen- peninsula underneath South America, too, yeah. if we were up there. Then you're going to, yeah, you would just be falling. Put some resorts up falling there. Falling north the whole time. You know how hard it'd be to go. Let's go south. You're like, oh, I got to trick up this. You got to drive straight up. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think that it can spin this way around though, from top to bottom. 
Yeah, he. Had, no, it, it doesn't spin. It's still going to spin the same direction, but there's no, there's no floor and ceiling in space. You can orient yourself any way you want. So you can look at the Earth like this, and that's no well, more right or wrong than looking at it. Well, I think that you're saying you can see it any way you yeah. want, and I agree, you can see it. However, but there is a a right or wrong. Yeah, there's a north in the fact that like our land is there. Like I pointed to north. That's the north, and if like there's like you're saying like if you look at space, this is like this is you're in space. This is straight up what college does. <laughs> There's yeah. you learn no trade no there's, you learn, you come out of college you know nothing just like but to like annoy is, your dumb friends yeah you go and just go but what are you well yeah it's all hypothetical and then you get all gassed up about hypothetical <laughs> and then you don't and then then the rest of us are just stuck listening to you but you don't how are you not getting it and you're like because I you know. You paid four hundred grand to have yeah, this conversation. <laughs> I don't know, like, dude. Multiple yeah, I guess forks. I would fight for it too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we should give it to him. Yeah, it cost him half a million dollars to that is learn true. that it could be at any point. That is true. But if I tell you come meet me north, I bet you know where to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd meet you there. Well, in forty-four CE, which I believe means AD. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? It means AD. Yeah. Why would they? Why is it also CE? I see, it, sometimes it's represented CE. Well, that's dumb. Why? <laughs> well, who mean? does that? I don't know. I don't know what it means. CE. AD means anno domini. I know that. That's now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're in AD right now. Yeah. And CE. CE. CE means common era. It's the secular equivalent. If you don't want to say anno domini, which means year of our Lord. You say CE, and that's the secular yeah. version of the same. When is that word made? <laughs> 2016. Is, was it? No, made I'm, that? I'm oh, kidding. Okay. No, they've been saying that for a while. I yeah. Think. It's just how it was written on this, uh, according to this. Yeah. In 44 CE, year of our Lord, Pliny the Elder, an ancient Roman thinker, wrote that all creatures on the land had a counterpart in the ocean. We just had no idea. He thought, oh, there must be some kind of counter world. Like, like a mermaid in the ocean. Yeah. So ancient cartographers, old maps always had sea monsters on the maps to appear, like aquatic versions of land animals, like sea cow, sea pigs. Yeah. That's where all those terms come from: seahorse, sea lion. I'll believe that. Oh, wow. I'll buy into yeah. that. I like that because you just yeah. thought, oh, there must be some equivalent to it in the ocean yeah. down there. I, yeah. I'll buy into that, and there kind of is, I guess. I mean, a seahorse like, does have a horse face. Yeah. Yeah. That is for see, sure. A seahorse, exactly. I mean, in a way, like it doesn't look exactly, but there's the great white is the, you know, the lion or of the right. If you sea. were small enough, you could ride a seahorse. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That little fin, you could just rest yourself right on the back of that. I think, I think yeah, his flaps would hit you. Oh uh, yeah, you might have to rest a little higher. That would be terrifying yeah. if one was big enough to be ridden, though. If one of those was that big, yeah, you would have to get. You'd have to train it. Yeah, you'd have to train. You can't. You have to they're get just too high. You don't just get on a wild horse either. You got to break them. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got to break a seahorse. You have to do that with a seahorse. Oh, a sea cow! Look at that thing. A sea cow. I tell you what, you 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 know when you go. Uh, now that I'm a world class hiker, I've been hiking a lot. Uh, uh, dude, is this your when you graduate high school? <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
for the listeners, I have CCAL typed in the Google images, and Nate just asked me if it was my senior portrait from high school. There you go. You number 97. What number are you? What, you, what number are you? Yeah, what do you mean? In football? Oh, 56. 56. You got a 56 jersey on. Uh, oh, that's good. Only, you know, 70% of Earth's surface is covered in water, and researchers are trying to map every last inch of it. On June 21st, which is World Hydrography Day. Mm-hmm. Which I oh, guess yeah. is cartography of water. Wait, that's the day they're going to do it? Of June 21st of this year, I believe, according to this. That's a, a but holiday? It, every year, yeah. World Hydrography Day. You don't celebrate? Wait, they only do it. <laughs> every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they only do it one day a year? <laughs> no, but it's the worldwide day where they call attention to it. On that June 21st, a group of international researchers we announced just it. that they are about one-fifth of the way to that goal, having mapped 20.6% of Earth's total underwater area using modern sonar techniques. Matter of fact, that's my anniversary. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, Is it really? So we'll, yeah. we'll now add that to the list of things for yeah. the day to celebrate. So what do they do? They just check in with us every once a year and they go, <laughs> we're at 20%, huh? Really yeah. making a lot of progress. Yeah. Well, the project is called Seabed 2030. It aims to map 100% of the global ocean floor by 2030. Hmm. Using this technology from science vessels, corporation, and private boat owners around the world. They're going to get all the info together and have a fully mapped all the oceans. So you got you take your own private boat out. You're like, do you mind taking a couple, <laughs> yeah, pictures of the ocean bottom? You guys plan and on doing like, some fishing out yeah. there today? Uh, uh, do you mind uh, chipping on this science? Maybe that's you know, yeah. People don't trust science. You're like, I don't know, because he's asking my uncle Rob to go take pictures of the ocean. Maybe I didn't buy it. <laughs> How the fish biting today? <laughs> yeah, you mind dropping this down? Trying to map out the ocean floor? Yeah. And just crick, crick, one of those cameras that you yeah. wind that's, that's got the plastic covering over it. But they say, I think we've said it before on this podcast, that we know we know more about space than we do the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by 2030, that's all going to be over it's with. It's all going to be changed. We're going to have it all mapped out. Yeah. We're going to know exactly where everything is. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Do, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. I mean, how do they not have satellite? Like, they can't do this with satellites or something? Well, they're using that. Yeah. It's just yeah. a lot of ground to cover, dude. What about the kind of technology they sent put into sending a, a rover to Mars? You'd think yeah. they'd be able to maybe send that to the ocean floor. Yeah. Like uh <laughs> you like know what a, I mean? What's the like a, like a call it an ocean rover? Uh like a Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Roomba like why don't they throw a Roomba? Like a you know, throw a few thousand Roombas. Yeah. Yeah, instead we got things sweeping the kitchen floor. It's yeah. like, let's check out the ocean let's floor. check out the bottom of the ocean, sweep we'll, it up down there. Roomba's pretty awesome, We'll though. do the broom, yeah. and uh, we'll do the broom up here. Mm-hmm. Do you have a Roomba? No. You don't You don't like it? I don't. I mean, I'm not against it. it. I just, you know, yeah, I don't want a robot wandering around the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't care for that. Yeah. I mean, he goes, I don't know. Well, how'd he get upstairs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I find that. You don't find that weird? He goes, you just wake up. He's under your bed. Yeah. You're like, Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get up these stairs? How dare you? Yeah. I mean, 
I don't want a Roomba or a, a Alexa or any of those roaming around the house. Yeah, yeah, you can do those Roombas now. Well, they'll map out the room they're in and they know where everything is. Um, it's kind of creepy when you see yeah. it moving around, learning about the room. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I like to put my foot over there just to remind it who's Next boss. Next thing I know, yeah. Alexa's riding the Roomba. <laughs> They're talking to me. They're telling yeah. me to do things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your Echo Dot or whatever yeah. on top of the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell, telling me how it's going to be. Yeah. Take your shoes off. You're like, you're a robot, though. Clean up. Like, they want you to... This yeah, my wife with. and the Roomba are on a team now. Yeah. You tell him to take his shoes off. Yeah. Modern cartographers will often, this is very cool, I didn't know this, they'll also, they'll put little fake towns and places into their maps on purpose. They'll add fake cities in. Wow. They're called phantom settlements, paper towns, or bunnies. So that way, when they see another map with the same town, they know that they got it, it was stolen from them. Wow. Some people evidently on, that was a huge problem in the cartography world. Mm. A lot of how many people are making maps? I mean, like, you know, is this? I mean, I can't even. How big is this world that they're like? Oh, are you kidding me, dude? This guy's trying to, you know, already did the Rockies, buddy. I bet it's like I bet it's like comedy. I mean, how many comedians are there really? Yeah, Not but that what many. map are you? You know, what map are you doing? Is it like? Is it down to the is the the Where's Waldo guy call himself a cartographer? Like, what are we? Where's is there some lines being drawn? He's yeah, good. I mean, where like he's who's the cartographer? Like, I don't understand. Like, who's all making all these maps? Well, there's a group called the Cartographers for Social Equality. Yeah, and that's wow. a group. Is that really I think about fifty? Well, that's in the West Wing episode. I don't know oh. if it's a real. Seems like they're doing a lot. Like maybe let's just focus on the maps or the social yeah. stuff. You know, what I mean, maybe don't try to bring those in. Together. I would think there'd be a lot of fights because you're making the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So you're kind of just being like, "Well, this is my new take." Like I don't. I guess you could be. Well, you know, the Rockies. This one, they go up a little more. You know, it's like I guess. Yeah. Like that, they that built kind of a thing. road. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you're in. updating roads. But I wonder if you're yeah. in the map world, do you want to even be in the road world? Because isn't Google, like, because you're like, that's just a nightmare. Like, if you'd be like, I just do generally. Like, if you went to a map party, you're like, well, what did you, you know, what do you do? Yeah. And he's like, I just do, like, state lines. <laughs> I, he goes, I'm not getting into. Yeah, nothing crazy, man. Nothing too crazy. He's like, I, I, I did Rivers for a while, and then that's even, you know, just the politics and that alone is enough. Yeah, I mean, I you know, there's a a so, map store in Seattle, Washington. Nothing but maps in there. Mm. Did you go in there? Yeah, I bought. I have several maps on the wall at my house. Oh, that's fun. Of what? Just the country stuff you don't believe in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that is true. It looks good though. I like a map. There are two towns in Ohio. Good examples of paper <laughs> that towns. Is true, though. Called <laughs> <laughs> called Go Blue and. Beatosu. Two towns right here. B-E-A-T-O-S-U yeah. and G-O-B-L-U. That's from a, a Michigan fan that made the map. Go blue and beat OSU. Wow. Oh wow. And those are those are in very common in maps. Those wow. two fake towns that he put in. That's there. a fake town. Yeah, yeah, those are paper towns. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try to go to Go Blue when I'm up in Toledo. I'll be yeah, there. I'll be in Toledo too. Yeah, I'm gonna go check that out. Yeah. Go to Go Blue, Ohio. Yeah. I wonder if, like, yeah, they don't get in trouble for that. 
Who's, I mean, who's policing these people? Well, I don't want to go, what if you're driving and you can't find Go Blue and then you're like, you know, you're just lost for hours. Why would you be going to Go Blue? I, you just, because it's part of the way you like, let's stop at Go Blue to eat. And then that that kind of maps it out. And then yeah. you get to Go Blue and it's like nine o'clock. I think, well, this is supposed to be a town, Go Blue. And I was hoping there'd be food here. Well, by the time you get to the next town, it's 10 o'clock, yeah. everything's already closed. And you're like, the map says I'm in Go yeah. Blue right now. Yeah. And then, then that guy goes, well, that's a fake town to make sure people don't steal my map. You're like, well, I mean, you stole every other city is basically all stolen then. Yeah. So why? How do you, how do you even? Sh- I don't know. I don't yeah. know if anybody's held these people accountable. Yeah. Who's the cartography police? I guess it's just like a free market. Maybe mm. let's just stop buying maps with fake towns on. Yeah, them. get some regulation in. Yeah. Oh, might need to. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. The first ever map is called the Turin Papyrus map. It's a map of Egypt created around 1160 BC. It's considered the first road map because it showed where people could pass around river bends. Tough to see now, but here's a here's an artistic depiction of it. You can kind of see it. The first map ever drawn. First guy to think, maybe I should draw this out. The way you say stuff, is it, it, that is the difference of, I think, college and not college. What do you mean? Like you just said, you're like, this is kind of an artistic the what'd you say artistic depiction of it and i would have said this is a little bit easier way to see it (laughs) that's honestly what i would have said and that's pretty great that is funny that that's uh interesting because we have pictures of the actual map which are hard to read yeah and then this guy drew what was on the map and i would have said this guy made it like easy like this is basically what it looks like. I would say, that's what, what is that? That's so what we're would, both saying the same thing. Yeah, I'm just What's, saying it in a little more annoying. You're saying way. no, yeah. no. You're saying it in like I mean I think it's how people have real jobs, you know, like how people are supposed to talk. You know, I don't. I'm not even making fun of it. I'm truly like that could be where why I didn't last in buildings. I didn't ever work in a building because I just I my thing. Well, just you're an outdoor cat. Yeah, it's like it's a little bit easier to see it over this way. <clears throat> this guy just goes, this is basically it. Yeah, it's tough to compete with a person that knows a lot of words. If yeah. you're in a job, like if you're doing a, a job interview. You like it. The way he said it, I liked it said to me better. If yeah. I, when he, the way he said that, I would follow that. I would follow him over myself who would say, here's a little bit easier way to look. I would, I would uh, be like, well, that guy, I feel like knows what he's doing and talking about. And me, me would have been... Just the confidence with which I said it. I mean, just the words and the the way you said it, and like you know, just the fact you don't even think about saying it. Mm-mm. I I I I really yeah. I don't know. So I this think- is an interesting example of D- Dusty talking about not trusting these maps, and I this is for uh, up until the 1800s, every major commercial map of Africa stretching across the western part of the continent. To all the way to the right is the Mountains of Kong. That's what it's called. You see this mountain range right here in the middle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mountains like of King Kong. Kong. That does mm-hmm. not exist. Wow. That's what just 100% made up. What well, might be a paper town? <laughs> paper yeah, mountain Yeah, maybe. Range. Yeah, they paper, were like, yeah. yeah if, every, if, uh, if another map has yeah. this mountain range on it, we know that they stole it from us. See, but this could actually inconvenience you. If you're planning a trip and you're like, i got to go around these mountains. Well, mountains of I imagine if be- you're looking at this map and you go, do you want to go to the unknown parts for vacation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, where are your vacations happening at this and time period? I'd rather go here than Ohio. Let me tell you that. I much. know, but, but I'm Ooh. saying go blue Ohio. Like you're going there now. You're <laughs> looking literally below the Kong Mountains. It says unknown parts. Like no one's going down. Like, but it goes, I don't know. It, I, yeah. I even think seeing mountains on a map that aren't there is yeah. like a huge, like, uh, blessing in the end. You get down, oh, you're yeah. like, oh, we're about to have to cross these mountains. You get down there, you find out they don't exist. You're like, oh, great. So they know what the outside looks like because they went, they sailed around it. But then the unknown parts are like, I don't know. Right. Couldn't get over it because of those mountains. It yeah. would be fun. Is there any unknown land? I think I should try to look that up. Uh, you read these uncontacted tribes and stuff? Yeah, but I thought they were fake. One was like. No, some of them are real, man. People th- die trying to contact them. Uh, I don't know. I don't, there's one where they had a picture of one. They saw an airplane. Shooting that a drone? Fake. That was fake, though. That ah, ended up being fake. Talking about this one right here? Yeah, that uh, that was fake. That's a real image. No, 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 no. it's it's fake. Okay, <laughs> look at it. I look mean, it might be a it. real picture, but they're saying they yeah. they faked that. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think I'm pretty sure this is an isolated Amazon tribe. I don't think so. And they didn't know what they just started attacking this drone flying over, taking pictures. Yeah, there I, was a guy. I, I, I thought it was like a even. Oh, maybe one of these movie. pictures, yeah, may have come out and that it was fake. Yeah. Uncontact, yeah. I mean, uncontacted contacted tribe photos, no hoax, not a hoax. I don't know. <laughs> That's live science. You never trust the first two. <laughs> we don't. We don't believe in science. You got to go to page two yeah. for the yeah for the real answers. Uh, all right. All right. Anyway, yeah. so, there's good stuff on there. Uh, so I went, my wife's Canadian and one time we were in Canada and we were on the, we were coming back to the States and we, uh, put a, uh, put the maps, we pulled the map up and then we screenshotted all the different pages cause we didn't have signal. You know, I didn't have uh, phone service in Canada. So it was, should have been a really easy interstate exchange, but I guess my Google maps was set to cl- fastest route so this one was like one minute two minutes faster so it sent us all through all of these small towns in canada and we didn't really have another way to fix it so all day we followed kilometers we navigated our whole way through these small towns in canada all the way to get to the border Mm. and it was wild yeah it was like it was fun but it was like reading the old maps back in the day. It's like, all right, we got to go this yeah. many kilometers this way, make a left. And it's like, we were doing this in like 2017. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it I was I feel a like when you're, uh, you're going to be like when, when you and your wife are in your 60s and then you go, my wife's from Canada, that you'll be like, what? Like people will be blown away by it. Because I think you're going to be far enough out in the bush. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. That yeah. it's going to be your. Your wife's foreign, <laughs> and you're and you're you that you're like you look like you were born here. Yeah, in the bush. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, I I was talking to somebody. I want to get a horse, yeah. and we were talking about riding a horse bareback, no saddle. Yeah. That's where I see myself in the future. Yeah, yeah. Just you run up on my house, and there I am, just sitting on a horse, looking at yeah, you. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Having a good time. Yeah, we're having a good time. Having a good time. <laughs> Hello, folks. Hello, folks. <laughs> Let's go, folks. That's how you get your horse to go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, folks. Hey, Bear. Hey, Bear. Hey, Bear. <laughs> well, there's a kind of a tragic story about mm. <laughs> you're talking about not trusting this 
Google right. Maps and things. Amber Van Heck, a 24-year-old college student from well, Denton, Texas. Can I just say, everyone yeah, laughs ahead. at me when I don't trust anything. I'm talking about all of us. But not then all it. of a sudden, we come to stuff where, like, actually, we don't trust it either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's how I I'm. Agree. That's how I'm framing this. Yeah. Oh, I know. This is. I'm with you. I'm okay. just saying. I'm supporting it. Okay. A 24-year-old college student from Texas was sightseeing by herself near the southern rim of the Grand Canyon when the GPS instructed her to make a wrong turn leading her through increasingly rough terrain. Her car ran out of gas. She lost internet service, stranded in the desert for 119 hours. Jeez. she died? No, she didn't die. Uh, if she did die, Brian left that out of the information yeah. here. Why? But I feel like if she would have died, Brian definitely would have put that in. Yeah, well, you led that up as that she died. I hadn't, finished reading, I hadn't finished reading the paragraph when I started uh, it. I thought it was going to get wild. Yeah, 119 yeah. hours though. Yeah. That's a long time out there. No, it's a it's a very long. Yeah, what at 20? Yeah, it's a week or what is that? 20 times seven is 140. So probably five days. Four or five, four or five days, and then uh, how's she doing? How's she doing better? She still stays out there. About five days. Yeah, about five days. She decided to stay out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, he goes. Oh, so this one took a. This is silent. He goes. She's out there with Chad riding. <laughs> Everybody, I turn your volume down. This is a. This is a rough one. Uh, this girl make a wrong turn and uh, survive. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's a crazy story. It's crazy. Buckle up, everybody. I've got a survival kit in my car in case that ever happens. You already ate all the stuff out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Get <laughs> stuck in traffic in I ninety five. You're like, well, break open the kit. It's <laughs> not even food, dude. It's all just—it's not food at goes, all. He goes, he goes dick, gum it, dude. <laughs> I don't know why. Is that just rappers? God. <laughs> who wants it? Somebody else is just sitting there. Lucy's like, I mean, who, when did you want astronaut ice cream? And you're like, I was trying. There was nothing open. I thought I would eat it. That's what has to be in there. <laughs> astronaut ice cream, that hard ice cream. That's just MREs. MREs. MRE. Just, <laughs> just like, where were you going? Because you don't know the train I was going through. I had a one nighter in uh, Poughkeepsie. And I don't, you, don't, you don't know what I was driving through in those times. <laughs> I had my, my car broke down in Gettysburg. It was like negative 10 degrees Ooh. up there. And I was, you know. That's cool. So that got me to, let me get a little, a box together of stuff that if that happens. You have a blanket? I used to keep a blanket in the car. Blanket. I got like hand warmers. I got mm. a big jug of water. I got mm. a first aid kit. It's probably good to keep that water in your hot car all the time. Isn't that bad for it? Bad for what? The I car? Don't know. I always thought it was bad to drink. If water's been sitting in your car. Oh, if the plastic jug. Yeah. Should probably some look glass. into that. Yeah. Some glass. Yeah. It might be a problem. Maybe get a glass jug for it. I think if you're in that scenario, you won't mind. I don't think I'll mind. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. What if the water's hot? That doesn't seem refreshing, even when you're thirsting today. Yeah, but it, yeah. Well, if I'm stranded, I'm dehydrated. I'm not looking to be refreshed. You know, yeah. I'm looking to keep living. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. And also, I'm for some reason all the dangerous scenarios in my head involve it being very cold. Yeah, that's where I'm most. The cars buried in snow or something. Mm -hmm. Something like that's what I think of. Like an avalanche. An avalanche. Like you drove like 
Yeah, avalanche warning. There's avalanche warnings uh, in Canada. Were there really? Yeah, because it's snow. I mean, just snow's like it, it's hanging on the cliffs, and you're like, how, you're, you're just like, you feel like you're always about to watch them fall. Did you see that documentary, The Alpinist? No, I almost Netflix. started watching it. It's it's incredible, dude. This guy. Yeah, I'll watch it. This guy just climbs up. He climbs up frozen waterfalls. Yeah. Just uh, not roped in at all. Yeah. Just free oh, solos wow. the side of these mountains. It's yeah. it's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that that movie Free Solo. Mm-hmm. I mean that he climbed up that mountain without a. That's on this alpinist. That guy comes on as like yeah. a, and he said, "This is the most unbelievable person he's ever seen." This kid. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that guy's got to say that. That guy with that, with Alex. That guy did. That guy. It's nuts. Alex Hunold. Yeah. Yeah, he climbed up whatever mountain that yeah, was. Yeah, this guy's doing that to mountains too. He's doing. He's yeah, doing crazy. Why? He's climbing mountains nobody's ever climbed before. This guy. Okay. I'll, I'll watch it. Okay. I'll, I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, Imagine it's really, really being good. a guy that has his own documentary about climbing mountains, and then there's another guy that's better. Yeah. And yeah, that guy's the most famous guy. Is that other guy, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was either going to watch. I may watch that. So you might. The, I what, about watching. What's a interesting few, about this a guy? Few good men. Have oh, you not a seen a few one. good no. men? Very good. Oh, dude, Aaron so Sorkin. Oh, yeah? Sorkin, man. Oh, yeah. God, it's, be it's another Tom Cruise movie, though. That's what I. That's why I liked it. That's yeah. what I'm there for. Yeah, Tom. Cruise I go and for Aaron Tom Sorkin. Cruise. You go for Andrew Andy Sorkin. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's, who is Aaron Sorkin? A, an actor? No, he's yeah. a writer. He's oh, the greatest yeah. writer of all time. Yeah. He wrote A Few Good Men. He wrote The Social Network. He wrote Moneyball, which is the best baseball movie ever made. He wrote The West Wing. He wrote Sports Night, The Newsroom. Oh, hi. It just seemed to go downhill from. What are you talking about? A Few Good Men. I mean, me. Few Good Men's a great movie. It is really good. I never saw social. I never social saw network. Any of the other movies. Maybe the best movie of the of the aughts. I never of that saw whole it. decade. I think I, I saw it. What a! It's pretty great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Moneyball's good. Care. He won an Oscar for it. Oh yeah. Oh. Moneyball's amazing. Moneyball's good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. They're still a losing team, but. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, <laughs> that's the funniest part about Moneyball is like they still haven't won anything. Yeah. It's about, it's about like it almost made it change. It's a it's a, there which I mean it's very real, but it is funny. Like there's no you're like golly, so they won how many World Series they win? You're like nah. <laughs> you're like oh okay. Yeah, they're terrible again this year for sure. So are they still doing that technique or whatever. What were you going to tell me? I, I said the few good men thing. Oh, was I good? Oh, I don't know. Talking about oh, the alpines. Climbers. Talking about yeah. the alpines. Yeah. Oh, what was cool about him is all these other mountain climbers. They're like, I gotta have a social media presence. I gotta build a brand. And this guy, the alpinist, he's like, he would just go out and do it, no film crew, nothing, and then just be like, I did it. So he was kind of known among mountain climbers, but never had the commercial appeal that Alex Hennold did. Yeah. But they all respected this guy. He did it literally just for the love of it. And then. And then they then they filmed it. Yeah, well, then they did a movie about it. Yeah. yeah. Once they found they they had to track him down. He didn't have email or anything. They found oh, yeah. this guy living in some remote climbing community, yeah. and we're like, "Can we please?" And he kept leaving the production, and yeah. they had to find him again. He just had no interest in this. Yeah. Imagine like you're so good at rock climbing. That's the power of social media. You're like rock climbing, but still you're like, "Oh, but I need a social media presence." 
Yeah. I love climbing rocks, but what I love more is other people seeing me love climbing rocks. Well, I got to get sponsored by a company, so yeah. they send me gear and all that. He just didn't care. He's just out there. His- what, how did he make money? He was. He ended up getting sponsored by these people. But he had, we also had no money. He'd go to these little towns in, in all over the world, work for a while, save up money, and then just climb. Yeah. I just watched Into the Wild. Oh, oh that's a good one. great movie. Yeah. Sean and Penn. Uh, Is that Sean Penn? Sean Penn wrote and directed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, see, he knows all the writers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's, that, that's all you need to know yeah. right now. I have the screenplay at uh, home if you want. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Shane Penn wrote it. <laughs> and then Shane Sorkin. And then uh there but it, yeah, that's the, that's that's a guy that just he would just go work for a little bit in town mm-hmm. and then just get enough money to be like like in the movie at one point, Vince Vaughn's in it. It's crazy. Vince Vaughn's it's like, great. Oh, Zach yeah. Alphanakis. Zach Alphanakis is in it. Yeah. And they uh he gives him like eleven hey, he has eleven hundred dollars and he goes, It's it's too easy now. And so he gave away, I think, 1100 Like, $1,100 was, like, too much. Like, he was yeah. like, I, I, this is too much money. Right. Like, it took out the game that he wanted to play of it being, like, I want it to be hard. I get the idea of that. Uh-huh. I, I think def- he should have crossed the river at the end instead of eating those berries. Well, he didn't know. That was that was the whole point. But I, I was like, he, he just went to the river. He went to the river and he's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, I can't cross." And I think that he should have, you know, tried to travel a little bit further down to see if there was some uh, easier way to cross. Yeah, it's, it's well, he probably did in real life. Oh yeah, well, maybe you're right. A, a lot of the movie is them just speculating what happened at the end of his life. Yeah. They don't know for sure that's even how he died was eating a wrong kind of bean. Yeah, but they just they looked at his journals and they looked at what was going on. They thought that's probably how he mm. how he died. Yeah, well, he probably maybe even just got the wrong bean. Might have. Yeah. But he was struggling by the end there. Like, his journal entries are rough. Yeah. He's like, it's not looking good. I'm almost out of rice. All this stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. I used to be obsessed with that movie. Oh, really? Oh, obsessed with it. Yeah. I think there's every there's a part of every young man that's like, part of you wants to do what he did. I wanted to do it for sure. Yeah. I, I want to do it now, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I never did it when I was growing up. But, like, now... I get like the idea of just being mm-hmm. just the not you have nothing attached you, you yeah. know like I mean I'm not now your family but it's like yeah. you but I mean I wanted to have like my, that's why the idea of like getting if you ever get land and build something to, like for the family right. to be like we're living not yeah I don't want to be attached like rely on anybody well his whole thing was he thought and there because there were some old writers that thought this that you could be happy not just from human experiences. That like I could just go out by myself, be in nature, and I could be just as happy as somebody with a family and kids and stuff. And then his big conclusion at the end, right before he died, was he wrote in the margins of a book, happiness only real when shared. Oh, yeah. He like basically realized in those last moments, I think like, oh, that was nonsense. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not truly happy out here by myself. There's a balance. There's a balance. I think there is. Yeah. Your life can't be about you. Yeah. I'm a big, gigantic believer in that. <clears throat> it can't be, nothing can be about you. Yeah. You, you, it's, it, the second it becomes about you is when it gets sad. And so when people get depressed, they, people get, it's a, you gotta realize like, oh, I'm thinking about myself a lot. 
and I'm wondering how I feel and what I should be doing and what I me me me. Right. And the second you do stuff for other people, that's your whole life will change because mm-hmm. then you get to watch the enjoyment that they get, and that should be your that that's the enjoyment of yeah. it all. That's what makes it fun. I think with stand up is like with us doing jokes. If you are just thinking about, well, I am not, I'm tired and I'm, I don't want to be on the road anymore. And I don't like all the eye stuff. I don't like what I'm wearing. I don't like this. Instead of being the joy of hearing the audience laugh and it's about them. It's about making sure they get to come and have their time away from the stresses of everything. And then you get to give them that. And so as long as it's about that, I don't think you get tired of comedy. I don't think you get miserable. And I don't think you get, you. I mean, you're going to get. You're not saying you're never tired. You you get worn down. You get all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's it it always makes it rewarding. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. I mean, because I get so tired sometimes, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't I don't want to go do the show. But the moment you get on stage yeah. and start telling jokes and people start laughing, you're like. You're not, there's no amount of tiredness anymore. You're like, oh, this is great. I mean, I've been like feeling like all dizzy and like I'm about to pass out and go on stage and I'm like fully mm-hmm. energized, ready mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what helped me with eat, now with eating good is I've had so much more energy and I've noticed even from the beginning of the tour when I was not eating good uh, to now is like, you know, I mean, I, I was just on like a 12 day run. We did, I've done maybe since last june not this past june i know we counted from june 21 to june 20 or something i did 170 shows and so it was so much but that first a good portion of that i was like eating bad and i was you know that was it i was just eating bad and i'd be tired naps during the day not really go do anything but then when i started eating good and i kind of trying to think you you got to kind of somewhat treat this like an athlete we don't have to be that extreme but uh, my my head's clear. My uh, I, my energy is unreal. It's way more than it, it's ever been. You feel different on stage. Yeah, yeah. You move around. Uh, you know, I move a little more. Not it's not ever crazy. It's just not uh-huh. my style. But it, to move too much. But it's like you're just. I noticed. I mean, I don't like before. I could catch myself like really trilling off, and I can always like in your head. You're just like I, I, I'm just. Like, I don't know what I want to go. You know, you're like, you're just tired. Like that, yeah. I go back to one show in specific that I think about. I, I got frustrated with what I was, I was like, I was wearing a jacket and then I was like, I don't like this jacket. And I was just thinking about that and the situation and I didn't like this and I don't like that. And then I'm realizing I'm like 10 minutes into my act mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is not. And so I, I'm like, this is not about me. And right. you got to get out. Like, this is, you're, you know, of you know, not but you be a vessel. You be whatever you are. You're like this has nothing to do with me. It's not about me trying to be great. It's like I need to make sure this is good enough for the people that are in that room right now. And that's who it's. That's who. It, that's what you're selling. You're you're no different. Any business that you would ever start, you're. It's about I'm trying to make you like what I am making. So you you know, and then you get lucky if it goes great. Then you get to live. You get to do a lot of crazy stuff and get to do a lot of stuff. That's the reward. But it, it can never be about you. If it, the second it starts becoming about you and your how you feel, that's I, you get down a sad road, and like you, and you're never going to get out of it. And you're going to hate everything because you're annoyed that like I can't believe these, you know, all this stuff. And you got to think of it too the way that if you think positive, I think of it too. I can be having a really good set. I was telling you all that earlier, and I've, where your ego can pop up, and you can be like, I'm a 
I'm a pretty good comedian. You're like, yeah. I mean, I'm up there going like, dude, I'm murdering. Yeah. Like, I'm, you're, <laughs> yeah. and I'll be thinking like, there's, I mean, come on, dude, I'm doing so good. And but then I'll catch myself do that, and you go, all right, let's chill yeah. it out. Yeah. You're, you can barely, you can't read. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> and let's let's calm it down a notch. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you know, it's like you're not this, and you, mm-hmm. but I mean, you, it goes both ways. Yeah. So you, and then you got to pour yourself out because that's becoming about you too. Because you're being great, so that's me being great. And then our this is I'm tired. It can't just be yeah. The balance of confidence and humility, where yeah. it's like you got to be confident enough to stand in front of people yeah. and do comedy for an hour and feel good enough about yourself and have an ego enough about yourself to do that. But also be humble in the fact that this could go wrong at any moment. Oh yeah, it could always go wrong. Yeah. I hope it goes good. Yeah. yeah, it could always go wrong, and just make it. If your life's not about you and about someone else i think that's exactly what he wrote in that thing yeah if it if happy is sharing if you're if life's not if you're sharing it with other people that's what makes that's what makes it so great and that's what it gets makes it rewarding whatever you're you know if you're a doctor and you're working on like you need it to be about i'm here to i like it's not it's not like because there's times the doctors will be like you know how many lives i say dude like i am so important to earth like he, they could really think that, and he's right. Yeah. But it's like if you get too egotistical, like then you're, you know, yeah, like they do plastic surgery. That's like when they go to pla- the <laughs> baseball. Imagine movie. the big ego doctors. They go, he goes, now do plastic surgery, and I drive a Ferrari. You're like, oh yeah, well, he took a turn. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the, the what's the baseball movie with Kevin Costner where he pitches the natural, the, nat- the natural where he throws the perfect game, and then he Wait, goes. That's not Kevin Costner. No, that's Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. Is it Robert Redford? I somehow knew what you meant. Kevin Costner is Field Kevin of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Talk about Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Money. Yeah, one more. Moneyball. He's I gotta not, look into not that. It. He's not. Yeah. It, Whatever the perfect game was, where the guy pitched the perfect game. Yeah, Robert Redford. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was the game, though. I don't think that's the movie. The natural. That's where he knocks the uh, lights out. Lights off. Yeah, that's not is, the is it called the perfect game for the love of the game? For the love of the game. Yeah. Yeah. What movie are you? Yeah. Yeah, that's where Kevin Costner pitches a perfect game, and then when he right. gets back to his hotel, he's yeah. alone. He yeah. has no one. And it's almost like I've just accomplished the greatest thing that I can yeah. accomplish in my field, yeah. and I have no one to share it with. Yeah, mm. yeah, you know. And it's like he's sad. Yeah, because it's like because it's yeah because no one no one cares. You, you know, we we made a joke about it this weekend uh, about like when you get off stage, it's uh, it's the hard thing of the comedy, but it's funny. The reality is like. Uh, you're, you know, you're doing shows, it'd be 3,000 people. You can get the standing ovation. The show goes amazing. And right mm-hmm. when you walk off stage, like the first person, be like, pizza's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, no one cares behind yeah. you. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, or like it's because it, it, it's like everything's when you're headlining, it's all this luxury kind of thing. You're like, every time I get back, the pizza's always whatever food we had, we ordered it before I went on stage. Yeah. When I eat it, it's just ice cold. Yeah. And like it's you know it's just that we were joking that it's such a funny you're like thank you everybody's like oh my god you're like I'm, well you know I try hard I do my you turn that corner and go pizza's cold <laughs> and then they just keep they the, think yeah you're gonna go backstage and everybody's like yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah dude yeah it's the fourth one this weekend yeah we're yeah. pretty over yeah it. yeah but you gotta sometimes get that's where you too you got there needs to be the positivity backstage too because you do need to have that because yeah because that's that's when. It is funny because it is that, and but there has to be. That's what I always say about Fallon. Like, 
even when you do a Tonight Show and you do Fallon, you're like that. The, the, the little of the, I, I know him, and like uh, as I know him, you're like, well, this dude loves it. He loves it, and that's the difference. Is this guy loves it? Jay Leno loved it. Mm-hmm. Like they appreciated it. They loved what they got to do. They're like, I can't believe I am getting to talk to you. And, I'll, and they're more famous than some of the people they're talking to. Yeah. And then they're talking to people. That can, and so it's like, with, if you have that attitude and stuff where it's always like, no, dude, we're here for you. And like, it's thanks for even doing that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, the, you just keep that attitude going. And that's the attitude to like, I, I think it keeps you like, yeah. you know. You know, you have, you experience a little bit of a dopamine crash after a show like that. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to somebody talk about this. It's an evolutionary mechanism that when you have an over, when you're over flooded with dopamine from like performing or anything like that, the second that stops, your brain will overcorrect and dip below even its normal Mm. level. The thinking is back in the day, if you find water or something and you get excited then if you just stayed super excited, then you'd expose yourself to enemies or something. You need to be aware so your brain would overcorrect back mm-hmm. below. So that's a, you ever feel like that when you get off stage sometimes? It's just kind of like, wow, that is a crash. Feels different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there can be, you know, yeah, you can have such a great show and this emotion and people come up to you after the show and they're like, oh, this show was so great. It was the best I've ever seen. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, you're back at your hotel going, oh, what's what's on YouTube? No, yeah, I mean, no. you're the, it can be that quick. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of, it's done, it's, you know. Yeah, and you're like, huh, right. The hotel person's rude to you or something. And yeah. you're like, oh, no, okay. you, you know, I just killed two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. two minutes ago. That's yeah. what it was like to do comedy and have a job in the beginning. Yeah. Like one night you're like crushing it in a, in a you know, even a, a bar where 50 people loved you. And then the next day you're selling pesticides and the Lowe's manager's yelling at you. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I wish he'd have saw me last night at that bar. Yeah. I know. My first zany spot, I won the Yazoo showcase. Yeah. And then I'm at work 8 a.m. the next day, just sitting there. I'm yeah. Like, these people have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the greatness I, that's sitting around me. I go, these people. That's what you tell everybody. Yeah, these they, people. Hey, dude. Aaron, will you go uh, fax this for me? And you're like, if you knew <laughs> what the hands of greatness are grabbing this paper out of your hands. I would. I remember doing that, too. I did. I think I did either Conan or – and I was still had a day. Like, I still was, like, temping or something. Yeah. And then you're just like, what if someone comes up and goes, hey, were you on Cone? Like, you just think that's going to happen, and then no one ever does. Never does. I Yeah, I mean, I got a very smaller – I mean, I got voted best local comic by the city paper in Charleston, right? So that issue came out on a Wednesday morning, and I had to go to work at Hyman's. And I just thought, oh, this is going to be so great. I mean, it's in the paper. I'm yeah. the best. Yeah. And I thought, we're going to get there, and everybody's going to know. They're going to be like, oh, congratulations. No one knew. No one had yeah. saw the paper. No one cared. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited. I couldn't. I mean, I almost built myself up for like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's gonna get crazy. Yeah. 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 You gotta, yeah. Yeah. I just did a couple. Of, I just did the pictures over here. I don't yeah. want to get a whole thing going. You know, nobody cared yeah. at all. No one knew. No yeah. one. Yeah, that's why comedy's comedy's a great humbling. Uh, I think that's. I think comedy's almost. Out of, uh, I think out of art, I guess if you call art forms, we always, I mean, the fact that we don't even feel stupid calling it an art, but mm-hmm. it's like 
comedy's that kind of it's like humbling because it's like either the joke works or it doesn't and then just people don't care and yeah. then you're like you just think you're this thing and then yeah. it's like nah dude can i tell you a funny one from this weekend i was in salt lake city with brian last weekend and the two of us are walking around this big outdoor mall together and this guy goes aaron aaron weber brian bates it recognized us. Yeah. He goes, I, I listen, I'm a big fan of the podcast. And his wife's like, oh, he won't stop talking about that podcast. He's like, can I get a picture with you guys? We are like, this is incredible, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in that town doing shows and meet this person in the wild. He takes a picture with him and he starts walking away. And Brian goes, you coming to the show tonight? And he goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that committed. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I listen. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. We're good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, so uh, this is uh, July 4th week when this comes out. I got a little birthday in my our family. A little Ooh. happy birthday, Harper. All right. So, happy uh, birthday. Yeah, 10 years old, which is uh, just nuts. And uh, so we'll be doing that. And then, uh, again, Bend, Oregon, Jacksonville, Oregon, uh, July 15, July 17 in Hawaii. I think July 22nd, 23rd in Maui and Honolulu. Uh, go to the website, nateburgetsy.com. All the stuff's there and all this, you know, more touring will be popping up. And then I'm in Indianapolis this weekend at the Helium Comedy Club, the upstairs room. It's a small room. I'd love to pack it out, and then they bring me back to the big room next time. That, that, so, that room's awesome, though. That upstairs room is it's, really, it's, yeah, really cool. It's a cool place to see a show. I, I like – I. Uh, when I was there, we saw that upstairs room, and I was like, "Oh, this room is awesome!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that's it, a great club. I've done it once, and it it feels awesome in there. Yeah, Helium's a great club. So this weekend, I'll be at uh, Comedy Off Broadway, Lexington, oh, yeah. Kentucky. It's going to be great. great Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Next weekend, Bolivia, North Carolina. All right, it's going to be great. There we go. Then uh, check Bates out on his website, uh, and yeah, that's it. We love you. Uh, happy Fourth of July. See you next week. Bye. Nate Land is produced by Nate Land Productions and by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.